Welcome everyone to the 2020 Thummies Awards. I'm your host Dan. Eric. Well. Corey. Uh, we are all here for the Thummies episode. We're live, which we haven't been in a very long time. Uh, so it's it, it's hard to stream live on Sunday mornings when I have my kids like climbing on my chair in the back and walking by like in just a you know underpants or whatever. So uh, actually, everyone's in bed for the first time in a while. Uh, if this is so, this is our award show. Uh, we are once again going with the format of uh, bringing games to talk about for all the individual categories instead of voting on them like we have in the past. Uh, I know I didn't play as many games this year, Eric and Corey. I know you guys didn't play as many games this year. We'll play a ton of games, um, but it's just easier to do it this way. Um, that way, we can kind of come to a consensus without um, or come to a consensus live, right? Uh, and I also wanted to uh, warn people that being that we're consumers of games and we don't play everything, we don't own every system, we may pass over one of your favorite games that came out this year uh, because we didn't play it or we didn't have the system to play it on, what have you. Uh, so these are just based on what we purchased with our own money, what we played. Um, that's kind of been our podcast MO from the start. So uh, that does factor in here. So uh, with that being said, we'll get to the first category which is the one that got away so the the one that got away is a category that goes uh, the, the war goes out to a game that was enjoyed but we stopped playing for whatever reason so it's a game you played enjoyed and stopped playing will i'll start with you so kind of how i've been doing this is i have a list of games that i kind of have nomination wise and then i have my specific winner uh, so I don't know. Do you want me to go through all of the ones that got away from me and then say my winner? Or do you want just my winner? That's up to you. However you want to put forth your I played arguments a lot of for games. games this year. I think I played like 28 different games. So I kind of like to go through all of them briefly and then only talk about a few. Um, mm -hmm. So for the ones that got away from me, uh, I have Watchdog Legions, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Mario 3D All-Stars, Hades, and my actual winner is Spiritfarer. Mm. So that was my number one game that got away that I really wanted to try to get in for the end of the year, but I did not accomplish that. Gotcha. Uh, so I'll go next. My games that, that got away that I enjoyed playing were Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Crusader Kings 3, also Watch Dogs Legion, Minecraft Dungeons, Valorant, which I ended up only playing a handful of matches of and, and never again. And then uh, Wasteland 3. So those are my games that got away. Corey, what do you got? I've got four of them. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I, I should throw out the caveat now that um, if Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out this year, I'd probably win every award on my list. I think I, I probably put like almost 100 hours into it this year. So um, that's the reason Ghost of Tsushima got away from me. Uh, also Wasteland 3. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and I also had Spiritfarer on my list. Mm -hmm. What do you got, Eric? You know, Dan, <laughs> of the five games I played this year, uh, I would have to say Minecraft Dungeons would be probably the only one that would qualify for this. Okay. Uh, five new games, right? I mean, you've played other five games. games. that were released this year. Okay, gotcha. I think Did if you I... added games from previous years, the total might go up to seven or eight. Se seven. Okay, I was going to say Fortnite, uh, Rocket, Rocket League. League. Fortnite, yeah. maybe something else. Gotcha. Okay. All right, so where, where do we want to start? So we had a couple 
a couple multiples for Watch Watchdogs Legion, a couple for Minecraft Dungeons, uh, a couple for Crusader Kings three. Uh, Will you're the only one saying Animal Crossing, right? Yeah. Okay. How do we want to go from here, guys? What do you think? Spirit Fair was also a duplicate. Spirit Fair. That's right. That's right. Okay. I mean, so, I have no, no strong feelings uh, here. Uh, I, I would say probably Assassin's Creed Valhalla would be my, my top choice. Um, but I know Will played through that. And Corey, you, did you end up finishing that? Uh, no, but I have a ton of hours into it. Okay. So you felt like you played enough. Uh, I don't, can, I don't. It hasn't gotten away from me. It's still like. It's still floating around. Yeah, I'll still pl- I'm still going to play it. Mm-hmm. Every night I consider playing it, so it's not gotcha. like I've, I've moved on at all. Mm-hmm. Kind of how I looked at my list, like Watchdog Legion I had on there, but that's partly because the game wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, so I was kind of okay with letting that slip away. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was the developer's fault why it got away. Uh, I'm kind of waiting to come back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I looked at it, and I was like, I want to play more Animal Crossing, and the two like head honchos of the category for me were Spirit Fair and Hades, because um, Mario 3D All Stars didn't. Those games didn't come out this year. They can come back at any point, and they're going to be timeless games that I'll probably just be playing whenever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I think Spirit Fair um, for me is just a game that has a uh, like when you talk about games that are art, like that fits that bill. Uh, so that's a game that I really wanted to get to uh, at some point. So. Um, I don't feel passionately either way. I do want to say, I forgot to say this off the bat, um, kind of off topic. I didn't count Persona 5 Royal for any of my categories because it was going to win most of them. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just didn't count it this year because it came out in 2017. It was just the expansion. So that's going to be absent in everything on my list. Gotcha. Uh, I did want to get that caveat out of the way. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Eric, you didn't want to make a strong case for for Minecraft Dungeons, right? No, no, I liked it. but Neither did I. It was okay. Yep. My thoughts exactly. Okay, Corey, strong feelings? None. Okay. Uh, all right, so let's 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 look at it this way. Uh, so Watch Dogs Legion, Spirit Fair, Wasteland 3. Those are probably our top three choices, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I, 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 mean, I can make ahead. a case. Did you say Wasteland? Wasteland 3, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one for me. The input lag turned me off a little bit on the Xbox. I was going to try again on PC, um, but that's a game that's right up my alley, and mm-hmm. I think I would love and reviewed pretty well. I don't know why anybody else stopped playing it, but um, definitely, definitely just just snuck snuck away on me, you know? Yeah. didn't even leave a letter or anything. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I would be perfectly okay with picking Wasteland 3. Uh, I, very, I think I played 35 or 40 hours of it and very, very much enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I think something else came out. I don't remember what it came out. Did it come out in the, at the end of August, maybe, uh, or the beginning of September? It was somewhere in there and it was, a, it was a weird time just for yeah. whatever was going on. And it just, it just kind of drifted away. So, yeah, it was like late summer, uh, game. Cause I have that under game. I, uh, wish I played this year, okay. uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So I would be okay with picking wasteland three for this All category. Right. Consensus wasteland three. All right, so the 2020 Thummy for the one that got away is Wasteland 3. So wow. Congrats, congrats to In Exile. We did it. Yeah. Our first award this first year. First award. 
All right, next up on the list, and I didn't change this when I sent the email to you guys, so I apologize for that, but it's 2020's 2019 Game of the Year. So this award goes out to a game that we spent most the most time playing this year that came out last year. So, uh, Eric, we'll start with you. What do you got for us? Uh, don't start with me. But, okay. Um, was Odyssey last year? That was 2018, I believe, 18. right? Yeah. Okay, Corey, Corey, what do you got? Um, I'm pretty sure I only played, and I don't even know if either of these games qualify, but Greedfall, that came out last year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I played a good chunk of this year. Mm-hmm. And then Outer Worlds? Yep. Does that qualify? Yep. That came out but late I, last year. I don't remember. I think I must have played most of it this year because I put a ton of hours into that game. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't figure out the timing exactly, but I think that would be, mm-hmm. yeah. I would definitely have Outer Worlds ahead of Greedfall. Yeah. Uh, I also have the Outer Worlds on mine. I I played that for a fair amount, but I played. I finished it. Ended up finishing it, or I think I played a, a lot like early in the year, and then I finished it recently when I got my new graphics card, uh, and it ran like like absolute butter. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Three, Plague Tale Innocence, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Untitled Goose Game, and Children of Morta were all on my list. I would probably put the Outer Worlds at the top of that list because that game was was really good. So. Will, what do you got? Um, so I've got Borderlands 3, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and Fire Emblem Three Houses. Mm-hmm. Dan, I don't think I played anything from last year. You may not have. I didn't. Okay. All right, Will, strong case for anything? Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses was my game of the year last year. Uh, I did yet another playthrough. I mean, I've put 200 hours into that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't think the game got credit on the thummies last year like it deserved. I thought that game was awesome. But uh, that, I mean, feel pretty strongly about that one. Okay. Pretty Corey, I'm not, uh, not willing to compromise or not unwilling to compromise. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had it on my list. It was it was fourth. Um, I actually probably would put Children of Morta higher. That game was awesome. Uh, but yeah, Outer Worlds for me was was easily the the head and shoulders winner. Uh, Corey, in agreement? Yep. Okay. All right. I can tell you this for at least a little input. Of all the games you've mentioned, I would pick Outer Worlds. Okay. It's one of those games for me, too, that I just keep thinking about, which... Um... We, what was the other game where that happened for like years? Dying Light, I think, was one of those games. Oh yeah, it just keeps you're playing something, and that game just keeps popping in your head, and just the fond memories of of some of the storytelling that happens in that game. Yeah, uh, playing Cyberpunk actually, there's a lot of r- reminders of of the Outer Worlds in that game. So yeah, uh, having played them f- fairly close together. So uh, all right, well, I think we got to overrule you here and pick the Outer Worlds. Game kind of sucks. I'm disappointed. Did you really not like it? I did last year, but coming into this year, uh, I have almost no memory of anything that happened in that game. Mm. So I had to. I'd have to go back and play it. Uh, but for how hyped that game was, to just have almost no recollection of anything I ever did in it, other than some of the companions. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe you played think... it distracted. Will did you ever think of that? No, you know what? Obsidian just sucks. <laughs> I'm going to try uh, to stir the pot a little bit this year. No, that's well, fine. I... We need that. Yeah. Need to keep us on our toes. Um, this is a little bit of an aside, but the possibility of a Fallout New Vegas, either remaster or 
sequel is more likely now because uh, both Obsidian and Bethesda are now Microsoft Studios. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys Bring knew that or not. I did hear so, that. Oh, yeah. I love I love that. All right. So me and Corey decided, right? The Outer Worlds? I yep. guess. <laughs> okay. So 2020's 2019 game of the year, The Outer Worlds. So congrats to Obsidian on that one. Uh, next up, best multiplayer experience. This game goes out to a game. This award goes out to a game that excels in the areas of multiplayer, both online and in person. I will start for one. I had Warzone. For two, I had Fall Guys. Three, Spellbreak, and four, Super Mario Thirty Five. Corey, what do you got? Hmm. I wish I had played Super Mario Thirty Five. That's on my uh, good. other category. But um, I also had Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. I think the uniqueness of that taking the like battle royale style game and applying it to a platformer and and having everybody play together in that sort of chaotic frenetic way is is a lot of fun uh, but i also had spirit fair on here for the couch co-op because mm-hmm. i think it's done very well um and if we're talking about multiplayer experiences that is a great multiplayer experience mm-hmm. eric what do you got uh mine would be Warzone. Mm-hmm. Fall Guys is Fall Guys. Hang on, maybe I pulled that. No, I didn't. What's that? What's that other one that people were really into there? Um, Among Us. Oh, Among Us, yeah. Among Us. Okay. That's what I really want to play. That came out a few years ago, though. That's been floating around for a while. Yeah. So, so actually, I want to bring that up. I have that on my list because I feel like you can't talk about 2020 multiplayer games without Among Us being brought up. That's a good point. That's a so, fair point. So while it did come out in like 2018, 19, whatever it is, I think it's been such a integral part of the year. Uh, why, why did it take so long to catch on? Do you think? I think what happened 14? was a, a couple streamers started playing it and then it just blew up. That happens sometimes, like like a famous streamer will play a random game and then it just blows up. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah, that was yep. like quarantine and people just like trying to reconnect with all their friends while they have yep. like nothing to do. Yeah. When you said Fall Guys, I remembered that I played Among Us. Um, I didn't realize that it didn't come out this year, but mm-hmm. yeah, for me it would be Warzone. Uh, I had I had a good time with Warzone. I don't like it as much as Fortnite. Yeah. Um, but it definitely has a place. Yeah. In the battle royale uh, sphere. Yeah, I, I love Warzone. I'm just garbage at it. And there's a lot of problems with hacking in it, too. Yeah. So I've I actually, I actually watched a video about hacking on it, and it's it's really unfair. Yeah. So Yeah, it, and couple that with just playing, like, ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only ever got close that one time you, me, and Vito played. That was the close. We, did we finished second, I think, or third. Uh, I think we were third. Yeah. Yeah, that was my my second best finish. My first best finish was the first match I ever played, and I came in second. And I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be easy. I'll be pretty good at this game." <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> awful. Yeah, that's what that's one of those games that once a month I, I'll re-download it all 120 yeah. gigabytes, and oh, I'll man. play one match and I'll get stomped. That. Play one match, wow. I get stomped, and then I delete it. Yeah, I was going to so. say, man, if I delete it, she's gone. I won't be jumping back into that. I Just out of spite for the size of it. Yeah, oh yeah. It's brutal. 
that's why I have it in my popular game we're least likely to play because it's just uh-huh. it's so big that I'm like I don't want to download you no. at all. All right, Corey, what do you got? Multiplayer? Did we, did I cover you already? Yeah, I said okay. uh, Fall Guys and uh, Spiritfarer. Okay, Will. I've got uh, the Pokemon DLC, Fall Guys, Animal Crossing New Horizons, NHL 21, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition, and Among Us. Okay. Uh, I gave my winner to Age of Empires 3, though. Uh-huh. Definitive Edition. But I kind of like <clears throat> Fall Guys as a pick. I won't lie. Yeah. Fall Guys was a blast. It obviously had uh, a huge amount of popularity, especially over the summer when it first came out. I'll, I'll be talking a little bit more about that later on the awards. Um, I, I'm not, I don't feel super strongly on this. I, I really, really like Spellbreak, uh, and it's something I definitely would play more of. But yeah, I played Spellbreak. What's that? I played Spellbreak. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Spellbreak was um, awesome. Yeah, it's really cool, a really good idea. I would play that, but my daughter, like, whenever we play, we play Fortnite. So, like, we were playing Spellbreak for a little bit in addition to Fortnite, but she's just working on getting better at Fortnite. So I would probably put Spellbreak ahead of Warzone. I like it's very the unique. Spellbreak pick, yeah, yeah, that was a fun game. I really, I only played like three or four matches, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was awesome. What say you, Corey? I'm good with it. Oh, do we want to pick Spellbreak? Yeah, yeah I like yeah. The, I like the pick. Uh, that's uh, yeah, I like it too. All right. So the 2020 Thummy for best multiplayer experience goes to Spellbreak. I love that pick. Oh, yeah. I, I should play that again. It's still on my computer. I still have it on my Xbox. Yeah. It's on Steam now, so I'll actually be more likely to play it. Yeah, it is on Steam. All right. Uh, did I skip an, skip an award here? Uh-oh. Nope. Most complete. I went Okay, so I went from three to five. I don't know how to count. I guess. So Dan, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, that happened looking, last year, probably. I was looking through the email. And I was like, we have 25 awards. So I counted as we didn't have 25. I think what happened was is we deleted some out of the thing. And I just never uh, changed the numbers. Just like our game giveaway, we just never renumbered. <laughs> Blank. You always, you always get our best effort here at Thumbstick Athletes. Uh, kind of endearing yes it is all right so most complete experience so this award goes to a game that comes in a well-rounded package uh cory we'll start with you trying to i had two all right um so i i kind of take this award as like the game that doesn't offend me in any way and that i also have a lot of fun with um so my first one is Immortals Phoenix Rising, which I think does a lot of things really well. It takes that sort of uh, Ubisoft formula and mixes it with a little bit of like Breath of the Wild aesthetics and some gameplay things and just makes a killer fun game with a great feedback loop that's really highly addictive. Um, so there's that game. And then I also had Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I'm kind of contradicting myself because I did have some issues with Valhalla. But um, as we talked about in the episode where we covered it, a lot of my issues in that game just stem from how much I really liked Assassin's Creed Odyssey and how flawless of a game I thought Odyssey was. Um, So Assassin's Creed Valhalla is my other most complete experience. Okay. Will? Yeah, I've got a few. So I've got uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Demon's Souls, Immortals Phoenix Rising, 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Hades for mine. Um, I picked Ghost of Tsushima uh, as my number one pick, followed very closely behind uh, with Immortals, Valhalla, Ori, uh, all on that list. I didn't give Hades enough credit because I didn't play it as much as I wanted, but I can uh, at least acknowledge from what I have played and what I've seen from people that that's a very quality uh, experience. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. So those are like my most complete games. All right. Uh, Eric, most complete experience. These are, of the games I played, I think I would probably have to pick Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, How does that feel? I don't Because like... I know you guys' <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed it for, I don't know, 15, 20 hours or so. Yeah. And that just fell off a cliff for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a complete package, but... Like I said, of the games I played this year, I think it's the only one I could pick. Um, it was fun. It had, you know, it's got a little bit of a multiplayer thing to it. It's it's a great time waster, which is pretty much what it is. But uh, I will yeah. second Animal Crossing, Eric. Uh, and and here, let me let me let me explain why here. So, Animal Crossing, I think. It came out at the perfect time because it filled a lot of people's social interaction needs. Um, so, uh, as you will know, I do the Rated G games uh, on Instagram, the Instagram page. So I follow a lot of gaming accounts. And a lot of people had, like, online birthday parties. Like, if they couldn't get together with their friends, they would have online birthday parties in Animal Crossing. They would send their friends birthday presents in Animal Crossing. Uh, me and my wife and kids... My older two kids, we would we would play hide and go seek on each other's Animal Crossing islands. So I feel I feel like it helped people with the, with social interaction in a year where social interaction wasn't uh, was frowned upon, right? Um, Animal Crossing also, at least for me, was a uh, I don't want to say pacifier, but kind of a pacifier, you know, in a very stressful time. Uh, I I put four hundred and fifty five hours in Animal Crossing this year. Um, yeah. I, I still play it just about every day. I had when I think when Assassin's Creed first came out, I didn't play it for like a week, and that was the longest stretch I went the entire since it came out without playing it. For the most part, I played it every single day, uh, and I've had a day here and there that I didn't play it, but just because I've been playing uh, a ton of Cyberpunk. Um, so that's the only game I have on my list is is Animal Crossing for most complete experience. Just because it, it's just such a versatile game that there's so much you can do with it. Like I've, I've seen people have host races. Um, there was someone, and I don't know who it is, some celebrity that did like an interview show uh, through Animal Crossing with with your avatar. So he would have other celebrities and have their islands on uh, with Animal Crossing and, and do like an interview type show. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, Ratcast says, all I've done is play video games this year to fight off depression. I think we're all in that boat. Yeah. Dave, I think we're all in that boat. Yep. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Let's, depression. Just, it, it makes you stronger, right? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I agree. Eric's all absorbing right. all I've of the depression. Said, Bring it on, depression. <laughs> oh, and this is uh, pizza sauce, in case you were wondering. That's on my shirt. <laughs> It's you already got put a clean shirt on for the thumb. He's not <laughs> you know, it's our, it's, it's our, go ahead. go ahead. So before I put this sweatshirt on, uh-huh. 
I took another sweatshirt out of my dresser drawer and it had a stain just about in that same spot. And the only reason I didn't wear that one is because my wife said, you already have a sweatshirt on the floor over there. Does that one need to be washed or what's the deal? So I said, ah, I guess I'll just put this one back in the drawer and wear that one. There you go. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, I would have the same stain. I've already got coffee spilled on me. I've got spit up on me. It, it, it's, you know, whatever. A little pizza sauce. Is... And I hear it. I hear it. So yeah. anyway. So, okay, guys, where are we, where are we going from here? I think you made the most compelling argument, Dan. Uh, yeah, Corey, Corey, Will, Ugh. what do you guys think? You can't beat his argument. What was your game, Corey? I, I'm not trying to beat Dan's argument. I'm just, I, I, I have a hard time picking Animal Crossing for anything. And everything you described to me, Dan, sounds like a better award for best keepsake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. But, I mean, I don't, I don't feel strongly about either game that I have. Um, I, I just, I think I interpret the award much differently than you, which to be fair, that's how we treat our awards. We all yep. have our own little interpretations. So. Yes, we do. So, I mean, I'm kind of, I think I look at it more in line with Corey because I look at a game like an Immortals Phoenix Rising, a Ghost of Tsushima, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, even Demon Souls and Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think they do way more with their games than Animal Crossing. And I mean, Animal Crossing as a whole, as a game, is it really a complete experience? Like it does a lot with the social aspect, which is why I kind of put it in the best multiplayer. I have it in best keepsake because this game kind of like transcended into the popular zeitgeist. Like I didn't even give this ambassador game because like Animal Crossing is in the mainstream like it doesn't need to have an, uh, the ambassador title on it i just think like as a game as a whole i mean the multiplayer elements aren't that great um crafting's kind of a pain nothing you do in that game is like relatively easy but then i look at a game with like ghost that does everything so well uh has good music good combat great storytelling multiplayer that's phenomenal um, several different layers of gameplay several uh, layers you of ever gameplay. down a coconut tree <laughs> I have over and over <laughs> again, and it's like it's nothing against Animal Crossing because I don't want to tear it down because I do really like the game. Tear it I down. Just, I... <laughs> it's fine. That's what we're here for. I just think, I think a game like Immortals is another game that has like similar aspects, like cutting down a coconut tree as Animal Crossing. Like yeah. my first moment it doesn't that, matter. It yeah, doesn't and I unfortunately, I'm not familiar with that game. <laughs> Uh, have you are you familiar with the name Gods and Monsters? It got announced a few years ago by Ubisoft. Uh, yes, it's that game that got rebranded. Oh, okay. oh, I didn't know that. It's Ubisoft's Breath of the Wild. Basically. It looked really good. I remember the I remember the uh, video for that. Yeah, so that uh, that came out. It's on Xbox. I have it, so you have access oh. to it. So shit, was uh, it good? I loved it. It was oh sleeper hit of the year, to be honest. Hey, but yeah, you, you should play it, Eric. I definitely, I, I definitely, this coming year, this has been batshit crazy this past year, obviously. Mm-hmm. Baby, new house, obviously COVID. Yeah. The bills. I mean, just everything. <laughs> uh, next year, I feel like I should be able to return to at least 15 games or so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, do you like Greek mythology? I do. Yeah, so this game is all about Greek mythology. Okay. So I, I like honestly like I think Immortals is a very good uh, complete game. It's got good storytelling. It's got 
Breath of the Wild like mechanics, but it doesn't dive as deep into them as a Breath of the Wild. So it's a little bit more accessible for a lot of different people. And I think Breath of the Wild was already like a game that a lot of people can play to begin with. Okay. This like dumbs it down just a little bit more, uh, but it's a lot shorter of an experience, uh, which is another thing that I appreciate about Immortals. So, so your right. weapons don't break. Weapons don't that's break. A, that's an upgrade from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, yeah. I would say for complete game i would lean more towards will and Corey's yeah. interpretation personally. i'm fine with that i just made a, tried to make a strong case for animal crossing because it's make a strong case for the it. only game on my list you had me until they started talking no that's fine i've just decided that any argument for animal crossing i'm gonna Corey, i can't wait for steamy <laughs> turd. I can't just tear it right no it's actually it's actually not on my steamy third list but well, let's add it uh, okay saying. yeah i'll add it right now <laughs> all right well, get ready. There's going to be some arguing for Animal Crossing coming up at some point. That's fine. So, all right. All right. So, are we in agreement? Immortals, Corey, you, yay? Yeah, I'd be happy with Immortals okay. for sure. Most complete experience. The winner for the 2020 Thummy for most yeah. complete experience is Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Uh, that's definitely one we should have. Immortals. Um, that's. I, I I wanted to redo the list again, the the order, so we could have uh, the games that we missed earlier but we could jump to it right now. I think we did that last year. I think we did. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, let me make sure I wrote down all the games that we've won so far. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll skip down to that one. I think that's an important one, and that's also one I have a lot of games for. So uh, this is award award uh, number 17, even though they're not in order. Um, but game we wish we played. So this award goes, at, uh, goes to a game that we didn't get a chance to play this year that we really wanted to. Um, so I'll go first because there was a, a, quite a few of them. Uh, number one was Ghost of Tsushima. Number two was Demon's Souls. Number three was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Number four was Deep Rock Galactic. And five was Immortals Phoenix Rising. Those were in no particular order. That's just five of the games. And there was other games that I didn't get to play that I didn't want to play. Hades would be on there. Um, so, yeah. That's my games. Eric, to your list. Yeah, um, pretty much all of them, but uh, Demon <laughs> Souls would definitely be on there. Uh, what was the first one you said, Dan? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yep, that one would be on there. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla would probably be my top pick because mm-hmm. I loved Odyssey and the uh, I like the setting a lot. Um, I'm trying to think, there was one other. Oh, Cyberpunk for sure. Which I know I have access to it, but I, I've heard it runs pretty poorly on the old yeah. consoles, so I'm not even gonna it's bother. Not worth playing from what I gather. Yeah. Um I think yeah, I think that would probably be my list. Okay. Will? Uh I've got Wasteland three, The Last of Us Two, uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands, Genshin Impact, Half Life Alex, and Astro's Playroom. Uh, my winner was The Last of Us 2. Uh, yeah, that actually, that's going to jump to the top of my list, too. Gotcha. Just because people hate this game so much, but other people love it so much, Did I just want to know. Uh, people are ripping oh, yeah. the game apart. Yeah. I'm so yeah, out yeah. of the loop. What What is it that they don't, I mean, don't spoil anything, but what do they not like about it? it? Ellie's it's, gay, I guess. I don't know. That, no, I so there, there's an event that happened in the game. I think I know what it is. I, I didn't get that far in, in watching the the let's play, but there's an event in the game that happened um, that made everyone really hate this certain character and hate 
the person that voiced the character, and that was part of the big controversy. Got canceled? Uh, not canceled, <laughs> but but death threats. I mean, that's, that's baseline <laughs> internet right there. It's, people it's, threatened Neil Druckmann or whatever. Yeah, it, um, it's so frustrating because, like, I mean, I understand if this event plays out the way it, I think it played out, it, I can understand the frustration, but... Like, don't take it out on the game's writers and the voice actor of of all people. The voice actor, like, right? Like, guys, just doing his job. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, I'm still putting it at the top of my list. Yeah. Oh, me too. Okay, uh, Corey. I also had Last of Us Part Two okay. at the top of my list. Uh, so- not not for any reason other than I didn't enjoy playing the first one. I loved the story. Um, so for me, it's one of those like, well, why are you making a sequel to such a great game? I get it. Gaming's a little bit different than like movies, which is where I really attach myself to. Uh, that's my my preferred form of media and for getting stories. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just like, don't why bother? You know, I'm sure it's telling a great story. Yeah, I'm sure it's telling a great story. And I'm sure, you know, it's it reviewed really well i think right it had yeah. like nines and tens so i i know i get that it's a great game it's just my own like bitter old man like why bother like let that thing live where it lived and why try to to do anything with it and look what happens you know you you could do something slightly wrong in the in the mind of the masses and now you have uh riot on your hands more or less you know one really good thing they did with the game too that I don't think gets enough credit, and Tito talked about this when when he he talked about about the game, is that they had a lot of uh, good accessibility options for it. So someone like me who's terrible at playing shooters with a controller, I could get through the game because you can you can manipulate the enemy AI and the auto aim and all that stuff with with sliders to to like perfect the way the the game plays for you. So. You know, that would make it easier for me to play who can't hit the broad side of a barn with a controller. So, yeah, Corey, what you were describing is the dumb and dumber effect. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Took took something great and just turned it sideways. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that always says like, oh, you know, we still have the original. What the second one does doesn't overwrite what the original did. But for me, it's just like it's just a passive indifference. Like, I just don't care about it. I I love the first story. And that's if I cared more about this series, then I'd probably jump in and play it. But I don't. And if the gameplay is similar to what it was in the first one, then I even have less interest. Wait, are you talking about game you're least likely to play? Oh, shoot. Is that what, what we're talking, talking about? about? We were talking about game we wish we played. <laughs> I'm sorry. Boy, you thought I would have that as least likely to play? I was surprised. I don't know. Holy hell. <laughs> uh, start, well, I was arguing over, for why I wasn't playing. <laughs> start over. At the, I thought it was going to be a shoe-in for this category, but. Uh, I was, well, no. I'm, I'm I honestly was surprised when you said it because I knew you weren't like a big yeah. fan like I was. I'm sorry, I was looking at the Just wrong category. Oh, that's right. here, by the way. Uh, my number one wish, wish we, we played. We haven't with... even been drinking. Yeah, um, demons, know? demon souls remake was my number one wish I played. Um, and then from there, I had Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, Among Us, which we talked a little bit about already, Deep Rock Galactic, and Spelunky Two. Okay, I didn't know there was a new Spelunky. Yeah, it's a fun game. Sorry. Well, I would have to say Demon Souls is our winner here because I could totally jump on board with that. Yep, that was my number two. Yeah, 
I could once Corey named it his top of the list game, I, I'm also keeping a tally of like who's winning what category. I already wrote The Last of Us 2 because I thought I was a shoe in. Now I'm erasing it <laughs> for Demon yeah. Souls. Yeah, I mean, no, you, no, no part of me wishes I played Last of Us 2. Sorry. Oh, so it is at the top of your list <laughs> for the other the top of a different oh. list. <laughs> Demon okay, Souls? so so Demon Souls it is then, right? That's that's three out of four, right? Yeah. Put that, well, Will yeah. didn't put it on because he played it. You guys all right. are all huge Souls fans. I even like the game. I think you guys would love it. One so. of my life's goals is to just find the time to sit down and just play all those games. I don't even necessarily need to beat them, but like play each one of them long enough till I'm satisfied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. They're also good. So the winner of the 2020 Thummy for Game We Wish You Played is Demon Souls. Good stuff. All right. Next up would be uh, Breath of Fresh Air. So this award goes to a game that brings a little something new to the table outside of your run-of-the-mill FPS or open-world RPG. And in parentheses, it says, though it could be one of those with a twist. So, uh, Will, we'll start with you. Uh, so I have Spirit Fair. Hades, Crash Bandicoot 4, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps with Ori winning. Um, the reason Crash Bandicoot 4 might sound like a weird one to have on there, but Breath of Fresh Hair, because usually when they trot out these old franchises to kind of reboot them and throw them back out there, they suck. And Crash Bandicoot 4 was pretty awesome. So uh, I was actually pretty surprised that it did so uh or they stuck to the roots so well and it played so well and was a lot of fun so um but my winner is ori and the will of the wisps okay uh so the only two games i have on here are animal crossing and Spellbreak. i don't feel strong i didn't have a strong breath of fresh air game this year um again for me animal crossing was just uh some zen in an otherwise crazy year uh, and Spellbreak, I just really liked the concept of being a super powerful mage and blasting people with magic. Like, it's it's a really well done game. Really, only the issue that I had was the map was a little bit repetitive. Um, but that's that's it. That's the only thing that... And it was a very minor complaint about Spellbreak. So, Corey, go ahead. Um, I had just one game here. I had Ghosts of Tsushima. Uh, unfortunately, I don't even have a strong argument as to why, other than it was for some reason, and maybe you guys can help me out because I'm not as in this as I once was, but there's something very refreshing about Ghost of Tsushima, even though it's roughly a formula we've seen before. Uh, I think the setting has a lot to do with it. The storytelling has a lot to do with it. Um, the minimalist style of it has a lot to do with it. But um, for me, it's just, it's the one game that I think about this year where I'm like, you know what, they did some great things there and I'm excited to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my breath of fresh air game. I didn't really have any others. I think some of the other games that were mentioned, I, I could agree with, but for me at least, it just wasn't refreshing enough. Like I think of a game like Hades, which I did play, uh, I think he, Hades does some cool things, but it's just kind of already, it's expanding on that rogue-like gameplay by just adding little um, surprises here and there, which I think is fine and it can be refreshing, but um, at least for me, it's not, it doesn't have the the scope of a game like Ghost of Tsushima. Sure. All right, Eric, what do you got? Um, mine would be, I would say Spellbreak and Two Point Hospital. 
Oh, dude, I forgot that game came out this year. Yeah, I really, I had a really good time playing Two Point Hospital. Two Point Hospital was, was awesome. Like there where I just was like super into it. Okay, I yeah, will also, I will also wait now add that to my list. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I love just like simulators but it was kind of a wacky simulator of building hospitals with these crazy weird diseases and it, it was just a lot of fun yeah it was goofy i yeah. also forgot about that game goofy fun oh it's sale right now for like seven bucks on steam oh that's worth it okay so anyone strong feelings actually no not really for this one I, I'll tell you what, Two Point Hospital was probably the most fun I had playing a video game this year of anything that I played that came out this year. So I guess uh, that's probably the one I should pick okay. as to stand. I'll second that. I, I played that game a lot for yeah, like a week. Put it in. And I feel like something else came out and then I just forgot about it, like like a lot of other stuff this year. Yeah. I just got to a point where my hospitals, it was making a shit ton of money so it wasn't like a challenge anymore gotcha let's quit i do have bad news for you guys what uh, didn't come out this year 2018 apparently really i did not realize it was a did we count if it comes out like on a new system though yeah because it released on consoles this year right yeah oh you are right and you guys because played it on i console, played on right? xbox I yeah sure before uh you guys started talking about this category all right that works for me it was uh, it came because it came on Game Pass all of a sudden. Yes, that's how that's, I played it. That's how I played it also. Okay, so what are we thinking? I'd be okay with Two Point Hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think even though for me it it doesn't necessarily fit the mold for this category, I, just because it's it doesn't it's not doing anything new that we haven't seen. But I also think Breath of Fresh Air can mean something we've seen but it just comes at the right time and is refreshing to play and cleanses the palate a little bit which it certainly did for me yeah well i'm good with that yay or nay yay all right the 2020 thummy award for breath of fresh air goes to two point hospital good call eric i completely forgot about that yeah man this is a fun game it's because it came out early this year right wasn't it in like february or something or march yeah feb 25 Feb. Okay, so it was Feb. All right. Next up on the list is Please Stop. This award goes out to a game or industry industry practice that seriously needs to stop. Who wants to go first with this one? I only have one. I've got a few. Will, take it away. Uh, My first one is Madden. My second one is Reddit. My third one is Call of Duty rebooting all of their games now. Uh, and four is, and I think this is the winner, releasing completely broken games, um, which is a nod to CD Projekt Red with uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I get games not running. I don't know how to word this because honestly, like a lot of the, the console, the Xbox one and the PlayStation four footage that I've seen, there's literally no reason that that should have been released. They should have done one of two things delayed it again, which I was saying they should have done when they delayed it into December. They might as well just give it a little bit longer and just delay it longer. They didn't, they put it out. 
But for that, or the other thing they should have done is just scrap the PS4 and Xbox One versions because there's no reason that that should have been released and people paid for that. And I'm glad Sony took it off their store. I have a follow-up point to that, Will. And I think yeah. the other option, and this was also, this was the only item on my list of please stops. It was releasing unfinished games. Um, I think the other option was to just release it in beta for these other systems. Like I know they wanted to get the game out. It, it seems to be running fine on PC. I know there were still bugs, but yep. you know, call the old gen releases, beta releases, and then you prevent people from having this visceral reaction to, to is what I consider is an unfinished game. I mean, I'm with you. You said that, you know, looking at those, that game on those systems, why was it ever released? And I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of a joke and, and, and everybody feels like a sucker when they buy something like that and it's sold as a complete game, you know, I don't know. And I think all the people who aren't following the way games go today, I mean, a lot of times we have games that are, are less than complete that are released, but they're very quickly patched or um, updated. And there's often a timeline that the developer will release that to give people an idea of when updates are coming. Um, I think they could have done that with cyberpunk and it would have been fine. They might not have had all the ill will that was put on them uh, if they did something like that. Yeah. Okay. Got anything, Eric? Not really. Uh, I could get behind that. I mean, I didn't even, I was going to play the game and cause I knew will had purchased it on Xbox. So I have access to it. Uh, and I was talking to a couple of the younger guys at work who are big into video games about it. And the one guy was like, yeah, I heard it runs really poorly on the old gens consoles. Uh, so I didn't even play it. And that, so yeah, I mean, I guess I could get behind what, what uh, Corey and Will are saying. Okay. Uh, the I'm only thing aren't even trying it. The only thing I have is uh, hardware shortages. Oh, for that's another one. That's a good, good portion one. of the early part of the year, you could not find a Nintendo Switch. Uh, you could, for most of this year, you can't find graphics cards. You can't find a lot of PC components. Um, I've had people come to me, or they're like, "Hey, uh, you know, can I want to? Up- I want to upgrade my PC, or or what have you?" And I'm like, "Well, good luck finding a graphics card because they're sold out everywhere, especially the 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 three thousand series." Uh, and then all the the PlayStation Five and Xbox One or Xbox Series X shortages, you know. Um, I know COVID kind of disrupted a lot of that stuff, but it's really frustrating right now to to try and get your hands on some of that stuff. So, what's the fix? I don't know. I like. I don't know at, at this point to w- what the disruption in manufacturing was. You know, uh, I'm I'm assuming we're probably past that or almost past that. Uh, scalpers using bots to buy up systems and sell yeah. them at, at, you know, 100% MSRP. I don't know. It's, it's hard. Yeah. To me, like to me, the fix is somewhere in the, the distribution of the system. You know, I, I think the only way to prevent something like this from happening is to prevent scalpers really. And yeah. and how you do that, I don't know. Maybe Microsoft and Sony could reach out direct to their fans and, and you, you know, they reach out to you and you tell them if you want a system and then they'll get get you on their list and you'll be there. You'll get it day one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
I'm sure something like that would have a lot of logistics involved that would be challenging, but um, so I don't know. actually did something similar to that. They actually got mocked for doing it, and I kind of liked it. They had a sign-up program to be able to pre-order a PlayStation off of their uh, website, and a lot of people were like, oh, we don't even know what it looks like or the price, and they're sending out pre-order, like, yeah, um, I mean, stuff. that to me is just an issue with the messaging. I, I would just come right out and say, hey, we're trying this out to come up with a method to combat scalpers. Like, if you want to sign up, great, but like this is all this is for we're not trying to scam you pigeonhole anybody into buying a system that is sucky or anything like that you know it's just it's an effort to stop scalpers i think a lot of people would be on board i would i would be too yeah even if they have to wait a little bit longer just so you can like maybe guarantee that you're going to get a system you know yeah yeah as as somebody who battled the the bots for over a month trying to get a playstation that was that was frustrating at times i mean Mm -hmm. Because you would go to any website that would have a launch and you would have it to your cart and you would be clicking buy and then like the whole thing crashes and then next thing you know, sold out for like 30 seconds. You missed. Or if you were 30 seconds behind a drop, um, yeah, you weren't getting one. So yeah. it's it, it was tough, but hopefully it gets better. Okay. So, we're, I mean, we're probably going to pick uh, releasing unfinished games, right? I'm good with it. I, although I like your yours, Dan. Well, you yeah. th- I mean, th- three of you guys had unfinished games. I, I in Cyberpunk's defense, not unfinished, unpolished. I've had a great experience with it. Other than a handful of bugs here and there, it's ran great. So, but uh, that's the PC version as opposed to the console versions. Yeah, they I, just I, needed. I, they. I wish what they should have done is release the PC version and then. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but they should have released the PC version if it was done or mostly done and then had the other versions come out later. Yeah, and I, I, we can argue semantics all night, Dan. I, I'll still say unfinished just because to me, you know, squashing a majority of bugs to make for, to allow the gamer to have an enjoyable experience is part of completing the game. But yeah. um, like I said, it's just a semantic argument at that point. Sure. I right, like uh, I like both of them to be honest. I'm good with either or winning to be fair. What do you guys think? Hardware shortage or unfinished games? I'm more on board with the hardware shortage to be honest. I, I was gonna say I would pick hardware shortage. Okay. It's obnoxious. It is. It really is, and it hurts the hurts the gamer. You know. Well, they both hurt the gamer. I I will say that. They All do, right. man. They, you know, they they try to get everybody so hyped up about these things, and then like you can't get one. Yeah. Like, luckily, I had distractions and stuff this year. Otherwise, I'd have been pissed. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I got my graphics card when I did because they got all got sold out shortly after. It's affected my business too. The hardware shortage. It's, yeah. It's very yeah, frustrating. Sure. All right. All right. So the 2020 award for please stop. 2020 Thummy Award for Please Stop is Hardware Shortages. Okay. Next up is Best Keepsake. This award goes to a game that has given you some sort of takeaway that will extend past the game's lifespan. Will, start with you. All right. So I have a couple up here. Uh, I've got Final Fantasy VII Remake. Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Mario 3D All-Stars, uh, Persona 4 Golden, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, up there. Very nice. 
I am good with any of them winning. Uh, I'll be curious to hear what you guys actually, Dan, I know what you, one of your contenders will be, but yeah. I'll be curious to hear what you guys say. Corey? Um, I only had one on my list, but Will said Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I, even though I have some strong feelings against that game, I know I know what happens in it, uh, and, and knowing what happens in it, I think, is enough for me to maybe include it on this list as well. Uh, but the one game I did have was Spirit Fair, and that's just because um, my fiance and I played together couch co-op. Uh, and anytime you do that, it's all in, you know, you build your relationship through games. Um, it's always worth worthwhile. So that's why that's my keepsake game. Mm-hmm. But not a lot. Like normally I play a lot more indie games throughout the year and that's where my keepsake games yeah. come in. Um, but I don't, I didn't, didn't do that this year. So yeah, I'm the same, I'm the same boat, Corey. Yeah. What, what do you got, Eric? Best keepsake. Yeah, I guess I would have to pick Animal Crossing. Um by default because of the games that i played but you know i think it was it was really fun when it first came out because like we were all talking about it quite a bit and like visiting each other's islands and that that was really fun for that for that period of time so i think i'll remember that going forward at least that i did have fond feelings about the game even if for it was a brief period of time Mm -hmm. uh yeah so i'd have to say animal crossing Okay. Yeah, I mean, my only game on my list is is Animal Crossing. Uh, I talked about it a little bit before, but uh, you know, it's a big, big game in my house. Uh, every day, we, we, my wife, my daughter, and myself. Uh, my son doesn't play it as much. He'll pop on like maybe twice a month to play it, but uh, not really up his alley right now. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I'm like just seeing my daughter's island evolve over time has been really cool, and how. How good she's gotten at decorating and and all that stuff and, and my wife spent probably 300 hours playing it um wow. my daughter's probably got 200 plus in it i have 455 i checked today just to make sure um yeah i'll always remember 2020 uh as be and you know the birth of my youngest now youngest of five uh, just being the the year of animal crossing i think 2020 is going to be the year of animal crossing for me so that's where I'm at. So I have I pick Final Fantasy VII remake as my winner. I'm gonna fight for that game in other spots. I'm good with Animal Crossing. I think that's a very worthy winner for the year. Yeah, uh, I agree. Twenty. All right. Animal Crossing, it is then. So the 2020 winner uh, for best keepsake is Animal Crossing: New, Hor- New Horizons. Okay. Next up, number nine, best rainy day game. This award goes to a game you'd choose to spend all day playing when it's raining outside. Uh, Eric, we'll start with you. Man. Of the games I played this year? <laughs> I'm not sure I can pick one of those. I guess it would have to be Animal Crossing again. An- Animal Crossing again? Yeah. Okay. By default. Die by default. Man, you want to talk about <laughs> depression playing Animal Crossing on a rainy day? I just accepted it, Corey. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Eric brought in the depression, whooped its ass. He's great. I'm going to turn he's, it right he's, he's moved, moved on. All right, Will? Yeah, uh, so I have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Persona 4 Golden, Ghost of Tsushima, Paper Mario, The Origami King. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, 
Immortals, Phoenix Rising, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. I picked Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity uh, for this just because I'm a sucker for the warrior style game. Breath of the Wild is like one of my favorite games of all time. You throw me a game in that world where I'm playing all of these characters I wish I had more interaction with in Breath of the Wild, just murdering millions of goblins and playing out the prequel to Breath of the Wild. I'm on board 100% with that game. I loved it. It did a lot of things way, way better than the last Hyrule Warriors game. I think it is the best Warriors game between all of their series. So wow. Very, very high on Age of Calamity. What's that, Eric? The best one. Oh, yeah. You play all of them. I do. I So that's why I gave it that claim, because I'm a big Warriors nerd. You are. So, um, I, I dare say you're the biggest Warriors fan on Earth. <laughs> I, I was subscribed to the Dynasty Warriors subreddit. I am not. Um, <laughs> close, there's, all, there's, there's always someone that's that's got you beat there. I, Especially uh, someone I, on the internet. I wish I was still on Reddit just to show you guys some of the Dynasty Warriors uh, comment threads. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> but, yeah, I love Age of Calamity. That's That was my pick uh, for it. So. Nice. Okay. Uh, Corey, what do you got? I just had Immortals. For me, this award is uh, usually goes to a game that has an environment in which I'd like to be on a rainy day. Um, which Immortals has many environments, but uh, one of the main ones is the same sort of environment you play in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Beautiful islands, um, archipelagos, all that kind of stuff. It's a very pleasant atmosphere to be in, uh, and you have lots of options in terms of puzzles. There's all sorts of different types of puzzles. Uh, there's combat. Um, there's storytelling. It's got all, all the good stuff for something you'd want on a long, rainy day. Okay. Sounds good. So I had Animal Crossing. I had Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I had Crusader Kings 3. I had... Did I say Crusader Kings 3? No. Cyberpunk 2077 and also Hyrule Warriors. Um, I don't know that I could necessarily pick one above all the others. I think they're all good examples. Um, I have 100 hours in Cyberpunk. I hit the 100 hour, 100 hour mark this morning. Um... So I have played a lot of that. Enough to say that I could probably have it on my list at this point. Um, but I I would probably say my top one would be Valhalla. But I could also see Hyrule Warriors. I am personally pretty pro Hyrule Warriors, Immortals, or Valhalla winning. Because I feel like that's the common ground between mm-hmm. all of us. Um did you have ghosts, Corey? No, not for a rainy day game. Okay. He just too, had immortals. It's too deep, you know? That's what too, she said. <laughs> it's too much for a rainy day. Okay. Um, so we can agree. Uh, so Hyrule Warriors and Immortals is basically the two? Probably, yeah. What do you think, Will? You had both. Which Which would you pick? Over the other. Uh, Wait, you had Immortals too, Will? Yeah, so I had Immortals. Okay. I had Hyrule Warriors winning. Um, The thing is, a lot of my awards, a lot of these games were very, very close to each other. So, like, they won 
different categories, uh, kind of by design by me. Um, so there wasn't a ton of overlap. So I'm pro Hyrule Warriors, personally. Yeah, I will agree that that's also been my favorite Hyrule Warriors game. Um, the the previous one being my other favorite until this one came out. Um, you know, mechanically, it's it's great. All the all the characters that you get to use are also great. Very different in their own ways. Um, the story it goes a little bit differently than I thought it would. At least so far, I haven't beaten it yet. Will uh, ever since ever since uh, Cyberpunk came out, that's all really all I've played other than Fortnite and Animal Crossing. But uh, I'm gonna revisit it once things settle down a little bit. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Corey, thoughts? I don't feel strongly. You don't feel strongly about Immortals? No, no. I mean, I do, but uh, it it's not, it didn't jump out at me. I had to think about it a little bit, which I never, I never want to do with these right. awards. Um, I do like the Hyrule Warriors pick. Yeah. The, and the thing too is it the, there's a lot of grinding you can do in it you know so so if you need something to sink a lot of hours into uh you can sink hundreds of hours into hyrule warriors you know yeah uh, so there's also that aspect what's that i think that's a good pick okay uh and i mean will i think felt the strongest about this one so right well, it's funny. All of the games on my list are games that I did, in fact, play on a rainy day in a rainy day for an extended period of time. Um, with Valhalla and Age of Calamity being snowy days instead of rainy days. Right. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I I love Age of Calamity. I kind of was looking at my lists and like it's not really winning anything else, but it's very close to, and I think it's deserving of a award on something this year. Okay. Um, All right. I bet Immortals will come up again, too, and it's already won something. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. The participation ribbon, maybe, but it's, whatever. It's settled, then. The 2020 Thummy Award for Best Rainy Day Game goes to Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So Next up on the list is Most Pleasant Surprise. This award goes to a game that most exceeded expectations, came out of nowhere, or was otherwise unexpectedly great. So, Eric, you got any? Got oh, any you want to put forth? Spell break in there. I thought spell that break. was really came out of nowhere for me. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I would also put two, two Point Hospital in there. Okay. Yeah. Both Neither good. of these were on my radar whatsoever. Both good choices. Okay. Corey? Uh, I've got two games. I've got Littlewood. Uh huh. That, in- <laughs> <laughs> that indie darling. Uh, not on my radar at all. I think I did my old formula when I'm looking for something new to play, which is get on Steam, see what's new and recent, see what's overwhelmingly positive, read some reviews, see if it's a game type I would like, and then I purchased. Uh, and I was really addicted to that game for a couple of weeks. I think I put like 70 hours into it in like three weeks or something like that. So uh, definitely hooked me. And then my other, we're doing a pleasant surprise, right? I didn't get yep. the category wrong. Yep. No, you're right. Um, Immortals Phoenix Rising was my other one, which we've, we've already talked a little bit about, but uh, not on my radar at all until some people started talking about it, even um, in media coverage. Like, I just didn't hear anything about this game. Reviews didn't cross my radar. It was really just word of mouth that got me interested and got me to buy it and 
turns out it's a great game. Gotcha. Uh, Will, most pleasant surprise? Uh, so I have Paper Mario, the Origami King, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Spellbreak. Um, okay. I picked Paper Mario, the Origami King, as my winner uh, just because the whole thing recently has been Paper Mario games suck. Um, and this one kind of came out of nowhere with an announcement like, hey, coming out in like three weeks. Uh, when that happens, you kind of never know how those games are going to turn out. Um, and playing through Paper Mario was probably one of the games that I lost track of time the most because I was just like having kind of a blast playing it. The combat, a lot of people said sucked. I thought it was fun uh, for quite a while. And it gets kind of challenging towards the end, too, with the different the puzzle mechanic on being able to um, spin the wheels around to line up the enemies. The only thing that I have as a knock against this game, because it's a great story, great art style, fun combat, is there's no like level or progression system uh, with like the combat, which is kind of a, a bummer because I feel like this game would be... I'm like a big numbers person uh with like leveling up equipment getting abilities i just sort of wish this game had that because if it did it would probably be the best paper mario game or at least considered and a lot of people say it's like one of the best it's in the top three or four so um i mean that's not bad considering people hate paper mario right now so um <laughs> that's my winner but uh again i'm pretty open to this category yeah i didn't have any games that came out that exceeded my expectations but I will say games like Paper Mario and Age of Calamity uh, were pleasant surprises in that they exist, you know, mm-hmm. uh, e- even more, you know, even more so Age of Calamity than mm-hmm. than Paper Mario. Like I, we knew we were going to get a new Paper Mario at some point. Uh, Age of Calamity came out literally out of nowhere, you know, yeah. uh, never would have pegged them to release that that type of game. Um, so but outside of that, everything kind of met my expectations. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I was. Uh, blown away spell break uh is a good choice eric i would probably also put that on my list i actually didn't put any games down uh on this category because i didn't get to finish my list because there was (laughs) illness in my house right before we got started so um but yeah that's that's what i've got so yeah what do we think strong cases i mean Go ahead, Gray. My little, my little wood. Little wood. Pick that one. <laughs> Corey's little wood can win. It, I mean, <laughs> I do feel strongly about it. I don't really. None, none of you guys have played it though, so it's hard to make like a case when nobody else has played it. Yeah, but at the same, like, I don't, I don't feel super strong about any of my pleasant surprise picks. Right, Pitch it, Corey. So, let's hear it. Well, I mean. It's, one of, it's 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 another like concerned ape story right like somebody took this genre one developer took this genre stripped out all the bs that people don't like anymore and just brought it back to its roots and and developed this really addictive gameplay loop um that had me absolutely hooked and like to the point where i had spreadsheets open looking at like crafting information and yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very similar to Stardew Valley, but it, it's an even more like strip stripped down version of that. Uh, not a better game than Stardew Valley, but definitely more addictive, um, and, and on par at least in terms of overall quality, just, a, just a little bit different and not doing as much as Stardew Valley, but still very good. 
I think the case could be this is an aside, but I think the case could be made that Stardew Valley is one one of the best games ever made. I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree. And they just keep adding to it too. One point yeah. five just came out and it's a ton of what? stuff. What's that, Eric? Coming from the guys that didn't pick the last of us. Bioshock <laughs> Infinite came out that year, man. I don't know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know it was a great <laughs> choice. I agree. What a year. That was that was a year. There's yeah. been a few of those. Two, me and Will were looking like 2007, was it? The freaking games that came out that year. Oh yeah, we did look at. It was like Mass Effect and Assassin's Creed and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just heavy hitter after heavy hitter. It was crazy. Uh, but anyway, one eight hundred law thirteen thirty three. Yeah, the heavy, heavy hitters. hitters. Um, I kind of like the Littlewood pick because that I'm game literally that. came out of nowhere. I'm fine with that. I mean, I I feel like that most exemplifies most pleasant surprise. And like yeah. you, Corey, I like to. I usually like to put like an indie type of game here, something that just wasn't on my radar at all. Um, I know, I know I said that, uh, uh, age of calamity was on there. Um, but they kind of like met my expectations. You know, I, I figured I would like it. I did. Uh, so, but it, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't blown away by anything necessarily. Right. Yeah. Did this game get like a lot of, a lot of, um, notoriety anywhere in any media. No, I mean, it was a steam, darling for a while there i don't know dan brought up a good point that i'm i'm still thinking about uh this whole episode since we've been talking but how um streamers may have been responsible responsible for blowing up among us and i'm i was thinking as a marketer like where would you spend your marketing dollars and i'm thinking like geez just pay a popular streamer yep a lot of money to play your game and then not do any other marketing i think it'd be the most effective nowadays but um agreed yeah, no, I forget what the original question was. Little what did you ask? I don't remember. Oh, but... national. Um... Oh, notoriety. Yeah, yeah, no, not not that I'm aware of. Uh, again, like it just it fit the mold for when I need to shop for a new game when I'm looking for something new to play. Um... I only ever saw one other like gaming person talk about it ever, and yeah. it was it was someone who played a lot of Stardew Valley, so they wanted to try Littlewood. Yeah. So it was in, yeah. in that same vein. Yep. And I honestly, I think all three of you would like Littlewood. Yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm cool with Littlewood. Yep. Yeah. So the 2020 Thummy for most pleasant surprise goes to Littlewood. Congrats job, to Corey. Sean Young. Is that, is that who made it? That's his name. Yeah. <laughs> Not, nice. Well done. Big What's night. that? What's that, Eric? The big night for him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Won an award. Oh wait, he—we've got him on the line right now. <laughs> oh shit, it's actually his intern, <laughs> <laughs> who happens to be his little brother. Unpaid too, of Anyhow. course. <laughs> All right, and we're back with our next category, which is steamy pile of disappointment or turd. So this award goes out to a game that failed to meet expectations or was just plain bad. Corey, go. Well, it's no secret that Cyberpunk 2077 is on my list. Um, I'll save my thoughts on that. We've already given some of them. But uh, my other games are Final Fantasy VII Remake, which... Oh, that's Bush League. Listen, I I, I get it. I just don't... It's hard to talk about this game at all without spoiling it. So Spoil it. The game's 
20 they, years old. Well, they, they, they take the story in a different direction, right? Kind yeah. of a big spoiler. Um, but to me, that's the, after playing it, that's the sole reason to make that game. And to me, like, I didn't have any fun with the gameplay. Um, being immersed in the world, I guess, was kind of cool because, it, you know, the only experience we got with it was in 1997 or whenever that game came out. Um, so the world has sort of just stayed in that PlayStation era. Uh, so it was nice to get a visual upgrade to the world. But the gameplay itself, like, I didn't have any fun with. Combat, I thought, was very uninteresting. It was well done, but it just, it was, it didn't offer any challenge um, other than, you know, figuring out the combination and just doing the combination over and over again to, to defeat the enemy. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I told you guys when I quit was when I was sneaking out of Eris's house for the first time. And I failed and I was just miserable. I'm like, this is so stupid. I just snuck into a Mako reactor. I didn't have to do any sneaking minigame then. Why do I have to do this silly sneaking minigame? It just felt like ham-fisted gameplay because the rest of the gameplay was was so boring. Um, it just, yeah, not for me. The story, great. They changed some things, made it cool. Uh, but for me, it just didn't meet expectations. And that's why it's a steaming pile of disappointment i won't go as far as to call it a turd but i was just i was just disappointed i'd rather watch the anime that does some cool things with the story uh than than play the game it just did nothing for me so i will give you the artificial um lengthen like segments that they threw in like the Aerith trying to escape the house some of that stuff was bad but i think combat characters story music were all fantastic and those things, I mean, combat is one thing, but like story and music and characters can all be done in an anime too. And that's why like the strongest parts of that game for me were, were the spectacle. Um, and that's why I'd just rather watch the anime than, than play the game. I mean, that's, that's fair, but steaming, this is like for the worst games. Well, I only played 15 this year, so I had to come up with something somewhere. Um, fair. My other games, though, I have Crusader Kings 3 on here, and it's not Crusader Kings' fault. Well, it is Crusader Kings' fault. I oh. did all the tutorials like a good boy, and then it's just like, okay, great, enjoy the game, and I had absolutely no idea what to do. I'm sorry, but like a game that, that's, that is that complex, and I get I'm a newcomer to it, and it's probably not made for me, but that's, to me, why didn't meet expectations because it didn't help me learn how to enjoy that game in any way. I mean, the tutorial was way too short for all the things going on. It didn't push you in any direction. I think after the tutorial, it's like, Hey, maybe you should get on YouTube and watch some videos on how to play this game. I'm like, all right, like that's all the direction I get. I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's a great game. People seem to really like it. It, it took me 20 hours to learn the basics in Crusader Kings 2. Yeah, and I just like at what point? At what point is it my responsibility to learn how to play the game? And and like how how responsible is the game to show me to introduce me? I think at the very least it should get me interested enough in the game that I want to continue to learn how to play it, which I think it failed at in the tutorial as well. Um, so by that respect, I think it's the game's fault. But I also understand like this is a very complex game. There's a lot of work that needs to go into it. I just wish they had introduced it to me a little bit better. And I was excited for that. Um, it's great that it came out on Game Pass, but that's why I was disappointed. Yeah. And then I put Animal Crossing on my list because Eric told me to. 
<laughs> okay. Will, what do you got? Uh, so I have Call of Duty Cold War, Warcraft 3 Reforged, Madden 21, and Cyberpunk on Xbox One and PS4. Uh, and I picked Cyberpunk on the last-gen consoles. As the what, was, what was World of Warcraft Reforged? Warcraft 3 Reforged was the Warcraft 3. Oh, Warcraft released. 3. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I I got cuz I saw that on the thing. I'm like, what is this? It's yeah. not World of Warcraft, it's just Warcraft 3. Okay. Yeah, so it's the RTS that they remastered but like put almost no effort into has horrible online fe- it has like nothing in it. I remember it's basically that now. the original game but worse. Gotcha. In every way. So, Eric, what do you got? I think Corey I, makes a compelling argument for Animal Crossing. Corey, <laughs> made a very compelling argument. No, gotcha. I, don't, I don't have anything for this for this yeah. category. Uh, neither do I. I I'm going to abstain. I'll chip in uh, thoughts, but I don't. I didn't have anything to nominate. So, I mean, how do you not give it to Cyberpunk? Right? Like, I didn't. Yeah. I, Cyberpunk was has been Dan. has been great for me. Dan, it's been great. Xbox One and PS4 is unacceptable. I I don't have those versions. I don't play those versions. But you agree it's unacceptable. I yeah. I I, I would be upset if that was my only means of playing playing the game. I, Definitely. I mean, I'll I'll even go so far as to say I don't I don't know that the game was ready on XX and PS5. I mean, well, you got the last gen version. Well, yeah, because that the... doesn't make it okay though. Like, I, I'm not. I, not I'm, out. I'm not saying it's okay. I think that just but it's it's not even the same version that I'm playing. That's why I, I I'm not, uh, I'm not but saying cyberpunk. You have to acknowledge that it's an atrocity how that game oh, runs I, on the other. I I I agree. I, but I have also have no experience with those versions, so I can't I can't I can't nominate it based on other people's experiences with it because this is my experience with it, which has been great. Great. It's been great, yeah. Uh, other than, like I said, I've had, I've had a few minor visual bugs, and that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm I'm fine with you guys nominating. You guys' experience was a lot different than mine, and I'm, I think I'm, I'm okay with that. That's the only game that's common among us, right? I would yeah. back that too. Again, I would make the same argument I did last time when when we were going to pick that. Is that I I don't even want to try it because yeah only version i can play is that shit version yeah i mean when a a studio has to come out and full on one it gets taken off a store and then they acknowledge that yeah it's really bad i think that's very telling yeah and and uh publishers pulling it from their platforms yeah i mean i don't think there's any argument any other game heard if there ever were one okay so you guys are unanimous cyberpunk 2077 yeah oh yeah Okay. Yeah. So the winner for the 2020 Steamy Pile of Disappointment and or Turd is Cyberpunk 2077. Well earned. Piece of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, That being said, that's my most excited game to play in 2021. At some point. Oh, yeah, Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. A popular game we're least likely to play. Uh, so this award is self-explanatory. It's a popular game that you're just not going to play. What do we got, well, everyone guys? Everyone knows mine. Yeah. 
Last of Us 2 it was, huh, Corey? Yeah. <laughs> and oh. Duty Warzone I've got on there, too. I've Duty got Warzone. Warzone as well. Um, The only thing, I'll put Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Really? Uh, yeah. Even if I do get a PS5, I'm, I'm just never going to play that. I don't play superhero stuff. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, what else? I th- that was only one other game that I was going to put on here, and I can't even think of it, so it's not that big of a deal. Go ahead, Corey. I don't. I have nothing else to add. Oh. Um, That's the only one? Well, I last of us part two in in Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, I okay. I'm sorry, Will. He, you uh, already said yours. Yeah, Warzone. Warzone. What about you, Eric? Can it be something I did play and I'll just never play again? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've we've made that deliberation in the past. Yeah, Animal Crossing for sure. Okay. We're very varied on this one. <laughs> it's just so boring. It's tedious, is what it is. Yeah, tedious. I'd rather go to work. <laughs> yes, because at least you're earning a paycheck that way. Yeah, exactly. Like at least yep. there's a there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Oh, I'm with you. <laughs> That's your back of the box quote. I'd rather go to <laughs> go to real work. <laughs> uh, I also have Valorant. I would add. Hmm. Valorant? Valorant? I would have gotten into Valorant, but I just don't like the toxicity of the community. I've watched people play it. The people are awful. Yeah, so like the two games I guess I have on my list between like Valorant is for that reason, Dan, just toxic, people are mean, and Warzone just because I have absolutely zero desire to download 600 gigabytes for uh, a battle royale that is done just as well by other developers for a lot yeah. smaller. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, to piggyback off of Valorant again, in, in the it, the toxicity, like, it's not that it gets to me. It's just like, you know, even if I were to put the effort into getting better at it, like, I, I just don't want to hear other people's garbage. Like, I don't care. I don't care what they think. It's just it's just a waste of time, you know? Yeah. So. That's why I play single-player games mostly now at this point. Yeah. Or uh, multiplayer games where you don't have to listen to other people. That's why Fall Guys was so good, and that's why Fortnite is so good, because you don't have to listen to other people's BS. Yeah. You know? All right. So what's, uh, what are we, what are we working with here? Corey said Warzone. Warzone. Will, pick Will Warzone. said Warzone. I think it'd I mean, be funny to give it to the last of us no too. backers for Animal Crossing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe they'll add, uh, maybe they'll add some gameplay to it and then I'll play. <laughs> Maybe it won't take 15 minutes to get to somebody else's island. Yeah. I mean, I could literally go out for lunch and come back and I still don't <laughs> You just got to uh, plan ahead. You got to plan ahead. Yes, you do. What do we think? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm uh I'm good with Animal Crossing. I'm also good with uh Warzone considering it's common. Okay. I'm I'm fine with Warzone. Uh, as much as I like it, I play yeah. it once and I'm just. I like, totally no. get it though. 
Yeah. I totally get why you wouldn't want to play it. I like watching it. I watch a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, right. So. It's 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 a decent game, but I completely understand why somebody wouldn't want to play it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I actually feel a little bit more passionately than I'm leading on. When I downloaded the new Call of Duty, they made me download Warzone, and it like ballooned this game up to like 150 gigabytes on my Xbox. And like the new consoles don't have that much storage space right now. Is it the game or is it the size of the game that's bothering you? It's the size of the game. I'm never going to play it anyway. So the size of the game just aggravates me more. There's no reason that I should have Warzone on my Xbox right now when I'm never going to play it. I just wanted to play the multiplayer and the campaign, but it makes me have the whole thing downloaded. And it took me like eight hours to download because I'm almost convinced Spectrum throttled my internet because that was when I was downloading all of my games in the course of a day. Mm. So it just took way too long than it should have. And it was just, it's ridiculous. I didn't even like the Call of Duty game that much. It was a waste of time. All right. Well, I'm not hearing a good argument against the game itself. I mean, it's a fine battle royale. I'd rather play Fortnite, though. I agree. Or Spellbreak. Yeah. I don't know. I like the Animal Crossing argument. You'd rather go to work. I'd it's rather pretty... play Warzone than go to work. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Eric. Uh, you've convinced me. I'm good with Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing? Will Animal Crossing? No. No. <laughs> no. This would be my crowning achievement. Is this, uh, <laughs> is this the most we've gone back and forth for this award? Well, I don't, I don't think I can give it to Warzone based on the size of the download. I mean, okay, Warzone has a cheating problem, too. If we want to get into that, that makes it way That's less what I'm asking you to do. What's that? That's what I'm asking for. Cheating? Something more substantial than the size of the download. Yeah, so there's all widespread cheating in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Two, what is different that makes it more fun than any other Battle Royale? It's a first-person shooter. That's, like, probably it. Oh, there's a gulag. That's cool. But, like, whatever. That's cool for, like, the first couple times that you play. I enjoy the gulag. It's probably the best part. <laughs> the 1v1. Yeah. I um I have a... Uh, what's the word? Maybe it's just a stigma, but um, Call of Duty players are the most toxic. Could be totally making that up, but I don't know. It just seems like uh, a bunch of little kids cursing. Oh, in... You're in Warzone, though, right? Dan? I, I don't know. What's that? The toxicity, it doesn't, I, I've never experienced that in Warzone. It, what you get when, when you get that is when you do like random duos or random trios or random quads. Oh, so if you're not in your own party. Yeah. It, it, I yeah. never play that sort of stuff without friends or I play solo. So okay. that, that eliminates that. There is the kill, kill comms, um, but it's usually just someone swearing because they got eliminated <laughs> or killed. So that's actually funny. Mm-hmm. So, Corey, let me ask you this. Between Animal Crossing New Horizons or Warzone, what are you more likely to play? Again. What are you less likely to play? No, I just want to know, like, what would you oh. play if what you would had you rather, two... If you had yeah. a... Okay, I see what you're saying. I set two consoles in front of you, and they were both had those games booted up. Which one are you picking up? Warzone. Yeah. I don't believe that for a second. Well... It's it's not it's it's apples to oranges a little bit it, like 
you haven't played Warzone, so you'd want to experience that probably, right? Yep, that's part of it. And also, a game of Warzone is a lot quicker than whatever the fuck I'm going to do in Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't even know. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, you could get a game or two of Warzone in before you got to Dan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, you know, Tom Nook could ask me for money in the time span that I would could play one or two games of Warzone. So I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm still uh, Animal Crossing for this award. I just I like feel like three of us are not ever going to play Warzone on this podcast before. Wait, who are the three? Dan and I would both play it. Me, Dan, would you play Warzone? I guess you probably would. You have it downloaded? It likes Warzone. I, I download it once a month and play it one match and then I rage quit and delete it. But he goes back. Okay. I ain't going back to Animal Crossing. Okay, that changes the dynamics of my argument a little bit. Yeah. Mind. I think I think we've reached a pinnacle here, boys. If, yeah, I mean, if you guys text me and like, "Hey, want to play Warzone?" I'd be like, "Yeah, just let me download it. We'll play tomorrow. I'll down, start downloading <laughs> it now. We'll play tomorrow." So, as much as I hate to put put this up here for the Animal Crossing up, I think that's the. That's the pick, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, where to go? Popular game we're least likely to play: Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Dan's put four hundred hours into it. <laughs> four four fifty five. I can't believe you let them have that, Dan. It, I'm I'm outnumbered. It's fine. No, it's two v two. I guess you'd like Warzone. Yeah, so I, I can't. I can't. I, yeah, I can't really. I mean. I probably wouldn't play it, but it, like I said, if you guys texted me, I'd, I'd play it. But all right, uh, we demand more award for best new IP. This award goes out to a new uh, intellectual property that we would like to see more of. Uh, I had nothing for this. Was there a new IP out there that I? I don't think I played a new IP that I would want to see more of this year. Uh, there's there's three of them actually. Yeah, there's a good. Did that... uh, Ghost Ghost of Tsushima? I didn't play that. Oh, Immortals is also a new IP. Didn't play that. What's the third? Well, I put Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk is not a new IP. Wait, what? It isn't? Well, no, it's based on the pen and paper RPG from many, many years ago. I think we've included stuff like that in the past. Um, There's a pen and paper? Yeah. I think as long as it's not part of the gaming main mainstream yeah mainstream media in any way um because there's nothing else I mean, there may be they may have done like a cartoon on it in the 80s i don't know because yeah. it's been around a long time yeah uh, Gra- graham's brother used to play it back in the day okay that, that's how i know of it yeah it's it's i didn't include it um only for that that reason that okay. it okay. is an existing ip but um i mean if you feel really strongly about it will it didn't win for me okay I feel very strongly about Immortals and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Same. Probably Ghosts a little bit more so than Immortals because I yeah. feel like Immortals is... I don't want to say there's not as much room for growth in Immortals as there is for Ghost of Tsushima, but I feel like the next Ghost game could be like in the like Red Dead Redemption 2 like tier of games like the uh, the Witcher 3 like in that tier of like widely accepted like it's already a widely accepted game uh, as being good but I feel like that could be a uh, incredible game like a Mass Effect 2 um, yeah you know what I'm trying to say with that yeah that's a great point potential for growth I think is uh 
factors into this. And I, I think you're right. Immortals Phoenix Rising probably doesn't have the growth potential that a game like Ghost of Tsushima does. Because what do you do differently with Immortals? You know, the formula is there. It's already things that are familiar from other games that everybody really loves. Um, so the growth for Immortals might just be Immortals 2 with a different story. You know, it, it probably wouldn't be as compelling as uh, what could happen in the next Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, like if you put out an announcement tomorrow where it announces new Immortals and new Ghost game, I feel like the Ghost of Tsushima would be the um, widely like, oh, heck yeah, you know, yeah. like excited yeah. hype. And I would probably fall into that category, even though I might like Immortals a little bit more than Ghost as a whole. Um, but I would still probably pick Ghost of Tsushima as the We Demand More award mm -hmm. winner. Yeah. It's uh, the cheeseburger versus steak argument, right? You know, there's sometimes for a cheeseburger, you just want something gooey and cheesy, and that's Immortals Phoenix Rising, right? But yeah. Eric, did you have anything for this category? No. No, I didn't either. Okay. So are we between Immortals and Ghost of Tsushima? Corey, did we get your games? Uh, those are the, my two games, Ghost of Tsushima oh, both and Immortals. Yep. Okay. So you guys are in agreement that uh, Ghost of Tsushima... I think so. Yeah, I'm, Will okay. said that's his favorite. Mine too. I haven't either, obviously, but um, based on what you guys have said about the two of them, I think Ghosts is probably the better pick. I agree. Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, so the 2020 Thummy for We Demand More Award for Best New IP is Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Okay. Uh, next up on the list, Most Valuable Console. For the console war purposes, this award goes out to the best console. Uh, I had two for this, so I had Nintendo Switch. That's what I have. But I also think PlayStation 4 had a banner year. They had a lot of great games come out, and I could also see that one winning. Right? A lot of the games you guys are talking about are games that came out on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, I'll jump in, Dan, and just say I didn't. I didn't feel strongly about any of them. I, I kind of said you can't really go wrong with any of them at this point. I think they all have their their pluses and their minuses that's coming from somebody who hasn't been as focused on what's going on this year as in years past. But I think, I think there's an argument to be made for each one of them, except for maybe like the Xbox series X, which has game pass. But other than that, no, you know, great exclusives that are worth trying right now. No, not even any really good examples of the XX's power, you know? So the one that I have is the one I think is the least likely. <laughs> sure. I, was, I didn't want to say it, though. Uh, All right, Will, what do you got? I picked the KFC console. Oh, good choice. I'm, I'm interested in that. And it's yeah. the KF console. I'm sorry, the KF console. Let me fix now? that in my uh, my notes, actually, because I picked that as my winner. You're thinking about the fast food restaurant? Yep. Yeah, they yeah, released the console. console. If you did? Yeah. Oh dear! <laughs> it's basically it warms, a computer, but yeah, it warms your chicken up for you too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad something like that exists. Yeah, <laughs> because Good why not? Atari Atari was supposed to have a new console that came out this year, but I think that got delayed. You know, it would make a great blog post, Dan, as an analysis of the value of the KF console based yeah. on the components in it. That's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. If you were to like have me pick a more serious one, I think I like PS5 a lot because you know I ended up being able to get one, so that kind of hypes me up a little bit more. But I kind of agree, PS4 is probably the winner. 
Xbox has Game Pass, but right now that's all it's really got going for it. It really didn't release any IP games. Um, I still think the interface is a mess too. Um, yeah, it's, it it's bad. Didn't, didn't change for the Series X too. It's just as clunky and stupid as ever. PS5s, <laughs> I do really like uh, their interface a lot, but I mean. I'm not going to give the most valuable console to a console that came out the end of the year that most people didn't even get yet. Uh, so I would agree probably PS4 is a good pick. Um, uh-huh. Switch didn't do too awful much other than a few games this year. Um, yeah, I would say probably PS4. Okay. Eric, what do you what do you think? I can get on board with PS4. I yeah. PS4. Yeah, they had, the PlayStation 4 had a great year. Uh, a lot of great games came out for it. you know the obviously the general consensus game of the year came out for it in Last of Us Part Two. Ghost of Tsushima would probably be on a lot of people's second place for game of the year. Um, so th- right there, that's two amazing games that yeah. came out for the PS4. They, so I mean, they have it's got a great library too since yep. it came. Yeah, I'm I'm cool. PS4, everyone. They also launched the P, the PlayStation Collection, which is their sort of attempt to start getting more into a Game Pass-like system. Which is is cool that too. on the PS4, or is that just on the PS5? PS4 as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, so, what's the what's the short on that? What's the what's the deal? Uh, so basically, you when you subscribe to PS Plus, you get access to a bunch of their games, such as like Days Gone, God of War, uh, mm-hmm. Persona Five. Um, Nice. There's a huge list of games. Some, a lot of them are exclusive. Not all of them are. Uh, like Final Fantasy XV is on there. So basically, it's kind of like how uh, Game Pass started. Yeah. All right. So the 2020 Thummy Award for Most Valuable Console goes to PlayStation 4. Well done. Uh, next up on the list is the Eargasm Award. This award goes to a game whose who, whose music and or audio effects blew our minds. Eric, got anything? No, I got nothing for this one. Nothing. Corey? I have one game again, and it's Littlewood, and it's only for the music, which is fantastic. Um, maybe maybe better than the music in Stardew Valley, and that's high praise. Um, it's that good. So that's the one game I had for Eargasm. Okay. Will? I have a lot, actually. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Ghost of Tsushima, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Hades, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Immortals Phoenix Rising. I gave it to Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I think the soundtrack to that game is very underrated. And also the sound effects that it makes, like when you're crunching through snow, uh, it just does a lot of really good things with the sound. And the axes clanking against armor and shields and everything like that. Uh, I think it was an underrated game in the way of sound. Okay. Um, I had two games, and you guys are going to love these, Animal Crossing and Cyberpunk. Animal Crossing, uh, relaxing, beachy vibes music. I also uh, pretty much constantly whistle the theme song from Animal Crossing. It's definitely an earworm. Uh, And then Cyberpunk has a really good soundtrack, especially when you're in combat. The driving electronic music Mm. really gets you into the mood to chop people up with a samurai sword. Um, So I'll throw that in there, too. I almost had Cyberpunk on my list, but I didn't. The soundtrack's really good. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, Dan. I, I of the games that you guys said, well, I, I'll give you Final Fantasy VII Remake. Some great sound design and and um, music in that game, and 
definitely cyberpunk dan i i'm surprised that i didn't include that on my list but yeah that's one for sure um the voice acting is really good in it too yeah I what i've experienced so far yeah thoughts sounds anyone like, sounds like cyberpunk from the from cyberpunk by standard okay it's gotta yep. win something <laughs> i thought it did it did turd oh yeah steamy turd, turd. steamy turd <laughs> <laughs> congrats cd project red congrats you won the thumbstick athlete steamy turd and eargasm awards <laughs> for them too so the winner of the 2020 thummy for eargasm goes to cyberpunk 2077 you think the sound designer for cyberpunk somewhere is like eh, hell yeah told you guys my thing yeah. is the only thing that works <laughs> One oh I, well, kind of. So one of the things, the one of the features they put in the game was a um, a way to censor out DMCA music that'll get you a DMCA takedown. When the mm-hmm. game first launched, that wasn't working. So uh, streamers and and specifically streamers were at risk of getting in trouble if they didn't turn the the music down in the game. So there you go. Although, although I will say there was a glitch for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven where sound effects oh, yeah. that yep. weren't in your view were not yeah. coming up so like if you were next to an exploding car mm-hmm. if you turned away from it you wouldn't hear it explode and if you turned back you would see it had it like had it exploded mm-hmm. which my is uh funny my counterpoint to that would be that you can blame the programmers for that and not the sound people true good point good point i'm still on board with giving it the award it was like I wondered what that would be. Oh, yeah. Well, I gave you guys my bug, which was no sound at all in the menu for a while. No sound. It's not their fault. They put together an awesome sound effects and yeah. good voice acting and all of that. It wasn't, wasn't on them. Yep. Yes. Uh, next on the list, Best Indie Game. This award goes out to the game that was developed outside the AAA game industry. Uh, I have one for this because I think I only played one indie game this year, and that was Fall Guys. Mm. I, I only played one new indie game. I should clarify that because I played a few from like last year and years past, but that was the one new one I played. Will, what do you got? Got yeah, Hades, Spirit Fair, Fall Guys, and I gave it to Hades. Mm-hmm. Corey. Uh, well, I did play Hades. I don't know that I played enough to call it the best indie game. I think you guys wouldn't be surprised to hear that Littlewood is at the top of my list. I'll also uh-huh. throw Fall Guys on there. And also um, Undermine. I'm pretty sure that came out this year. I think it was just like Littlewood. It was like early access for two years, but the actual 1.0 release was 2020. So that would be another game. It's on Game Pass. Fun little roguelike game. Uh-huh. What about you, Eric? Best indie game. Um, would two point qualify for this? I think that's an indie game, right? It is, yeah. Then okay. I would pick it. So then I would put that on my list too, because I forgot that that came out this year on Xbox. Okay. Thoughts? Strong, strong feelings? I know Corey's probably pretty strongly in the Littlewood camp, right? Oh yeah. Um, I yeah, I don't know that I would necessarily feel too strongly about Fall Guys. I like Fall Guys, but it kind of, you know after the summer. Uh, hype of it blew over. I played a little bit of season two, um, but then I haven't really played it much since. A lot of that's time, but you know, I haven't haven't played it that much. Will strong feelings? I really think it's Hades. Hades. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, you hear a good argument from Will and Corey. You want me to go first? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, so Hades is a roguelike, but it bucks a lot of trends that roguelikes suffer from a couple of different things. One of it being story. Um, Hades is about Greek mythology, which we're learning is a just a hit for me every single time between Odyssey, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, and then now this game. Uh, and it kind of revolves around Zagreus, which is Hades' son trying to escape uh, the underworld. Uh, so basically, it's him doing runs to try to escape. But what I like that it does is it has a lot to, a lot of story beats with the different characters. Like Achilles is a character that you constantly come in contact with while you're in uh, like the hub world. You talk to Nyx, Kronos, uh, all of these different um, characters. So there's a little bit that goes with that. So while, while Hades is trying to escape, you kind of have a lot of different story elements. You can actually build relationships with different characters by talking to them and interacting with them, giving them gifts. So it kind of has that little bit of an aspect to it. And what I also really like about it is how the progression works. A lot of times for the roguelikes, like you'll go in with like nothing and then you'll find equipment while you're doing the uh, the runs and they kind of feel meaningless. And it's like, you might get lucky to find a weapon that'll do a lot of damage to get you through and get you further into the game. But in Hades, it kind of does a thing where you'll go in and you'll do a run and then you'll pick up different uh, abilities or uh, currencies to be able to buy different abilities to kind of build your character up. Um, there's different weapons that you go into so you can pick up like your bow does more damage and that'll be your main weapon, which is something I think is really cool because it feels a lot less luck based instead where your each run feels a little bit more meaningful because then after you die, you can kind of go back to the hub world and have interactions with like Cerberus, Hades, uh, um, Nyx and all of these different characters to try to build um, or get more of the backstory on why kind of Zagreus is trying to escape the underworld. Um, sound design is amazing too. Uh, the music's really cool. It's kind of got a Doom-like soundtrack with like kind of uh, metal beats going in the background while you're doing these intense fights. Um, I don't know. I just think it's the best indie game to come out this year. Um, I wish I got to play more of it. Corey. Yeah, I mean, I, I, taking the actual game itself out of the equation and just focusing on the indie aspect of it, um, this was just like Stardew Valley. This was developed by one person, although this developer, Sean Young, well, he does all the programming and art and uh, all that stuff. He did not do the music, which... Did we give that the eargasm? No, that went to Cyberpunk. But anyway, the music's great. But um, focusing on the indie aspect, I mean, this was a Kickstarter game. He asked for 1500 bucks, and he made 82000 on it. Um, oh. Overwhelmingly positive on Steam. Yeah, it's just a very well-respected game. And anytime you have one person that can deliver their vision so effectively... Um, and it just so happens a lot of people really love that vision. I, I, I just, I'm infinitely impressed with, with people that are able to capture those, those, uh, types of elements in a game and, and Littlewood is just, it's great. I mean, I, I have played Hades, so uh, comparing one to the other, I think, I think Littlewood is a more addictive game, but is it a better game? I don't really know. I think it's a more indie game. And that's my argument. Who developed Hades? Super giant. Super giant. Pyre. Well, that, that shouldn't even that shouldn't even count these days. Oh man, they made uh, Bastion. Oh, Bastion sucked. 
I know I'm in the minority there, but <laughs> I really did. Uh, I think Bastion was my least favorite of their games. I, think I have to give it to Littlewood just based on that fact. Yeah, it's tough for me. I mean, is is Supergiant an indie game studio? Yes, yes. 100% is, yeah. But, like, I mean, they're a whole team of people with a lot of experience, a lot of credentials. Um, I think everybody anticipated they would come out with a, another great indie game. Whereas Littlewood, I mean, it's just some guy who lives in Florida and loved Harvest Moon. It's an underdog story. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so I, one I, of the... I like the Littlewood argument. So, well, okay. The only reason why I'm going to give it to Littlewood, because a lot of the, I mean, you gave it like, oh, universally acclaimed on Steam. So is Hades. It's also one of the most universally acclaimed games of the year. The only argument I give you, and I'm okay with settling on Littlewood, is because one guy made it. Um, Yeah, we can argue one person versus the team of five that did Hades, whatever. Um, I think you're right. The one person making the game is a little bit more impressive, even though I think Hades is the superior game by far. Only five people worked on Hades? Yeah, I mean, their team's not that big. It's not like it's a 30-person team or a 20-person team. Okay. So we settling on Littlewood? Well, not settling. No, we're deciding. <laughs> Will settling. I I I would pick Littlewood. Supergiant okay. is a team of twenty as of two thousand eighteen. Okay, twenty, a little bit more, but. All right. So the twenty twenty Femi is Award is that worth docking them though? No, but if the award is best indie game, I think you have to take into, a, you have to factor in the indiness the, the of it. The yeah. scene. I think it's it's impressive, always impressive when one guy, you know, brings something to the table. Yeah. It yeah, it's just I mean, if it wasn't super giant will, I I would be more open to your argument, but like super giant, they know what they do, they do it very well. They're very well established. People know, you know, if they're putting out a game, it's gonna be high quality. A lot of people are gonna like it, it's gonna review really well. I mean people would have said that about C D Project Red with Cyberpunk maybe yeah, yeah. I, oh my god yeah are you kidding me i i mean the cd project red put out one fantastic game before uh, super giants put out bastion transistor pyre uh what else or is that it that's it yeah i don't I mean, know cd project did witcher 2 witcher 3 witcher 2 i mean was a good game but it didn't it didn't have the mass appeal that all these games from super giant had uh witcher 3 did but anybody can catch lightning in a bottle once. All right. So the 2020 award for best indie game goes to Littlewood. Yeah. <laughs> Next up on the list, uh, best embed. Well, go ahead. I was just going to say, I didn't really expect to be championing Littlewood. <laughs> it's kind of an afterthought this nothing, morning. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> It's been such a weird year that like I forgot about a lot of the game. I didn't take I didn't do a list like I usually do of games I played and games I beat. So I had to go back through and try to remember all the stuff that I played. It's well, not, not easy. Yeah, so I'll have to and, be better about that next year. And one of the issues is the way games release now, like Littlewood, like Undermine. You know, they have their early, early access, access release, yeah. which is what Wikipedia considers their release. Right. So if you're doing the Wikipedia that year in gaming, you won't get those games that right. didn't have their full release till the current year. So gotcha. I, I missed Littlewood and Undermine until this morning when I was just thinking about it. Uh-huh. Uh, next up on the list, Best Ambassador Game. 
yeah. I don't really have a good, uh, I guess. I don't either, Dan. Synopsis for this award. It's kind. Of, it's kind of means different things to different people. Um, so. I think Among Us would be a great game. Uh, however, I didn't play it. But um, Fall Guys was my one best ambassador game. I think it's something that everybody can play. Uh, it's a lot of fun. That really demonstrates the connectivity of today's gaming world. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I, it. I, I also I feel strongly. I also had Fall Guys. I also had Animal Crossing. For obvious reasons. Will, ambassador. So I had I had Spirit Fair, Ori in the Will of the Wisp, uh, Spider Man, Miles Morales, Animal Crossing, and Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Um, I gave it to Ori for a lot of different reasons. I like the Animal Crossing Among Us and Fall Guy. Well, okay, so Among Us and Animal Crossing, but that is mainstream. I don't think if you brought up those games, a lot of people will know what they are. Um, I kind of like Ambassador Game as a game to give people that are more, a little bit more under the radar that aren't as popular. So, like, if I were to show somebody Ori in the Will of the Wisps, they would have no idea what this is. And then when they see how much of a complete package of that game it is, uh, I think that's the type of game that would win over a lot of people. Uh-huh. I feel like you're you're underselling how popular Ori is. Yeah, but it's nowhere near Among Us or Animal Crossing New Her. I mean, Ori was up for almost no awards for the Game Awards this year. It was up for art style. What, what does Ambassador game mean again? It can mean it means really different things to any, yeah. everybody. All of us have different 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 take from it. For me, it means bridging the non gaming community with the gaming community. Yeah, that's, that's in, what I'm thinking. In the past, I've taken it to as as uh, a game that best exemplifies to non-gamers what is going on in the gaming community. I've had games that I picked that that did that. It's a lot of different things. It can can mean anything. I take it as games as as art that you can show people. That yeah, they can be like, oh, this isn't just GTA or right, right, slicing Call people's of Duty. body parts off. Yeah, yeah. It's the game that well, you not put. Worth- no. Not Warzone. <laughs> no. Yeah, for me, it's just the game you would put in front of a bunch of people to argue for the existence of games, you know? like Okay. Similar to what Dan and Will were saying. What do you have, Eric? Got any games you'd like to put forth? No, not the ones that I played this year. Gotcha. All right. Corey, did I, did I get you? What did I, I say? I don't think I... I don't think... Did you list your Oh, games? Fall Guys was just the one oh, game Fall I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right, what do we think here? What are we? What are we saying? I didn't even think about Fall Guys. That's not a bad pick. Yeah, Fall Guys temporarily transcended the gaming barrier into pop culture. Yeah, where I, like where I said like Animal Crossing and Among Us are there and still there. Yeah, uh, I would say I don't know. I think it helps to pick a game too that like, as Dan mentioned, bridging the gap from gamers to non-gamers. I think it helps to have a game that anybody can pick up and play without any difficulty yeah sure. i agree yeah because that game is two buttons jump and dive yeah grab grab three yeah so what do we think are we saying fall guys yeah uh yeah this whole episode's been a sham so <laughs> it's gonna be under protest we're gonna have to re- 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 recount right well there was voter fraud in <laughs> voter fraud dummies this year. That, that would be fun to uh, maybe in 2021, leading up to our 500th episode, we could 
do a look back on old dummies episodes and just decide where the mistakes were. Let's go back to um, the one year. 20, there. 2013. It was a 2013? 14? It was that one. Uh-huh. I, think I found a box of uncounted ballots behind me back here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's so actually the, a really good idea. That is a good idea. I love it. Uh, okay, so 2020's Thummy Award for Best Ambassador Game goes to Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. All right, next up on the list is Best Moment. So this award goes to a game that had uh, an amazing moment or several. Will? Um, so I have, I don't know how you want me to do this. I have specific moments listed. Well, I have the specific game listed with the moment uh, if you want. Because some of them are spoiler. Yeah, see, I have a game that has spoilers. I'm just gonna say the game. Um, I'm without spoiling the moments because I don't want to spoil anything for people. So but, that's what. But I'll some do. of them I don't. So that's what I'll do. And if you guys want to know the specific moment, I will say it. But uh, I have Immortals: Phoenix Rising, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, Demon Souls, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Paper Mario: Origami King. Bobby, right? Right, Will? Bobby, yeah. Okay. I figured you would have it, too. I do, I do. Yeah. All right, so my games are Fall Guys. Fall Guys, very specifically, this was not my moment, but this was a collective internet moment. Tim the Tatman's first crown in Fall Guys. There was 400,000 people watching this 30-year-old man trying to get his first crown on Twitch. Uh, I watched live when he got it. It was, it was, uh, it was a revolutionary internet moment and it will be forever solidified in my conscious. Uh, ESPN Plus did a 30 for 30 on the lead up to the moment and the actual moment. Yeah, they did. Um, Tim the Tatman's like, yeah, my dad, the first time he saw me on ESPN was for winning a children's game. (laughs) Uh, It was it was it was an incredible moment. Uh, You know, the, the Internet went crazy with it. Uh, it was it was it was good stuff that 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 made my summer because it was not a good summer because of COVID. My kids were trapped in the house for the most part, uh, but that did did save my summer a little bit. Um, Cyberpunk has a lot of really good moments. I I will not get into them because I don't want to spoil them. Um, it's it's what you would expect from a CD project red game. Um, you know, The Witcher had a lot of these types of moments. Like, like I said, I don't want to spoil any of it, but uh, they're there. And then, like Will said, uh, Paper Mario had a, had a moment that was very surprising. So, Nudity. Uh, that, would, that would be something, wouldn't it? Paper Mario? Uh, paper nudity. <laughs> Naked paper. Corey. Um, I uh, I had my first win in Fall Guys. That was a nice moment. But uh-huh. I think your Tim the Tap Man is a great moment too. Um, I also have doing the haikus in Ghosts of Tsushima. Just a cool, different moment. Uh, breath of fresh air would also apply here. Um, and on, then also, I was more specific in my cyberpunk moment and it was the title card um the end of the heist leading into the title card i think is is pretty freaking cool so yes it is that was my best moment um i would be open to the tim the tap man one i think that's a big deal yeah i I think dan brings a strong case there will i like it you in agreement okay 
Yeah, like, because I'll, I'll elaborate on it. So he had been trying to win for like two weeks, I would say. It, it took him to get there. Uh, and when, because, you know, he he's plays popular stuff. He mostly plays like Call of Duty and Warzone and stuff, but but also will occasionally play popular games. And uh, the, the Fall Guys official account started ragging on him a little bit. So that made it all that much more serious and when he was when he got his moment he was playing with uh nade shot who was a former call of duty pro and uh lando norris who's a f1 racer but also a twitch streamer uh and it was cool because uh nade shot was a former professional call of duty player and was trying to like keep ten, you know because you know how you get in your head when you're playing video games and you fail and fail and fail and fail and fail and, fail, and it, that just messes with your confidence so nade shot was like you got this, Tim. You know, you just keep keep focused, yada yada. So the the whole time, like that. Then the day that I watched, I actually watched this for hours. Um, but yeah, there was ultimately like four hundred thousand people uh, watching him when he when he got his crown. It was crazy because I had been watching him for a few months. Uh, once I found out he was from Syracuse, I was like, oh, it's crazy. So uh, that's why I started watching him, and then I I enjoy his streams. So, um, but yeah, that was that was a transcendent moment definitely so the 2020 award for best moment uh thummy award goes to fall guys and also tim the tatman we should let him know I'll, 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 I'll tweet him <laughs> big night big night <laughs> much bigger than the crown yeah and the 30 for 30 yeah all right next up on the list is the old standby this award goes to a game that came out any year that we just keep playing eric i'm starting with you rocket league because i was All, forever. i knew you were gonna pick rocket league uh fortnite too though right to a lesser extent everything except rocket league gotcha <laughs> Corey. yeah i'm with eric on that rocket league. 100 100 play rocket league and go to work Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe worth mentioning, just to be a little more specific, the new tournament mode they added, I think, mm-hmm. has breathed some new life to to that game, for especially for us old timers who <laughs> maybe are feeling a little burnt out on just the ranked play. It's just nice to, to get into a tournament and have that like short term uh, goal there. It's also yeah. free to play now. So, yeah. Yeah. And You're I also subscribe to it. I subscribed to the Rocket Pass for the first time ever this season, yeah. so that says something yeah, too. You're always keeping things fresh, even though the tournament um, is a little janky. A little janky. They have some kinks to work out for sure. Still fantastic. What do you got, Will? I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yeah, Rocket League. I played Rocket League, Dan. <laughs> I mean, listen, Corey and I played a couple weeks ago. No, probably wasn't even that long ago. I mean, I was standing up here. This is the TV I was playing. I was like standing up in my basement, just like jacked up in overtime and back-to-back <laughs> games in our tournament. I, it was just like incredible. Yeah. We lost. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. It's fucking great. Yes. Yeah. It was actually pretty. Was that the coin flip loss or? Oh man, it might have been. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the coin flip. Ball. I feel like we'd be a lot more devastated if it was yeah, the coin flip. Yeah, no, yeah. We did lose a coin flip match though, and that sucked. It's it's very uh, anticlimactic when that happens. Yeah, the time just runs out, and it says you lost. Winner you know, by coin I'm flip. A soccer fan, but it's it's like when the game ends in a draw, and you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. It was two hours. I don't know. 
Okay. Uh, I'll just throw out Fortnite. I've played probably a couple hundred hours of Fortnite this year. I'm also going to say Stardew Valley. I did play a significant significant amount of Stardew Valley this year. Uh, I started a multiplayer farm with my kids. I'm not going to make a super strong case for either of these games as much as I love them. I know you guys uh, are still playing Rocket League and are very firmly in the opinion that Rocket League should win. So I don't have much of a leg to stand on there. Opinion though, Dan. What's that? I still enjoy jumping on Fortnite here and there. Yeah. I, I've well, accepted as long as this podcast runs, old standby will be just Rocket League. We should call Rocket it League. the Rocket League Memorial Award or something. Ne- ne- next year we should and then like pick something else. We should say the old standby minus Rocket League for next year. Right. As long as we acknowledge that it should be Rocket League every year and give it its due, we could pick something else. Well, we'll give the thummy to the second place game. There you yeah. go. There you go. Next year with that. There's a, a movie podcast I listen to where they just have um, a bunch of movies that aren't eligible to win because they'd win every time. Yeah. That's we fair. Something similar. Yeah. We went in when you announce it, you just say the second place winner <laughs> to the Rocket <laughs> that's League a, Memorial Rocket Award. Award. That's, a, that's a great idea. All right. So the, the 2020 Thummy Award for the old standby, Rocket League. I actually have yeah. Rocket League downloaded on my computer. Um, I wanted to test it out at 165, 165 frames per second. Might be yeah. Too, uh, too it's, crisp. it's glorious, by the way. Um, yes, next on the list, uh, most shocking podcast development. So where it goes to something that during the pot that happened during the podcast this year that was totally unexpected. What do we got, I just, guys? I just have one, and it happened today. Oh, what's that? Will saying Obsidian sucks. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's sad because I actually love Obsidian. It's like I'm being misquoted by the media. Oh, take, what a, take, what, tell take, me what that feels take, like. Out of context. Taken out of context. How, what does that feel like? Sorry, we have never, never done that, that to you. Especially never. about Breath of the Wild. Mario Odyssey. Uh, <laughs> Undertale. Undertale. Undertale, I had a point. Or you ripped Undertale a new one. What's uh, <laughs> well now Animal Crossing. I mean yeah. That's good stuff. I, I'm just living that one now. I'm just gonna I'm playing along. You're owning it. Now it you have sucks. little wood on your resume. Little wood. <laughs> had that on his resume for about three years. <laughs> I was born with little wood on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Do we have any others? Yeah, I have one. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, in the year of 2020, none of us forgetting coronavirus. Oh, I can would. Considering Eric and I spend a lot of time in the public. Yeah, uh, for our jobs. So that's a good point. I've spent zero time in public. So yeah, keeping it locked down, Dan. Not entirely by choice. But, you know. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do yeah well i've always i keep saying that i don't mind being home all the time it's just that everyone else is home too right well you know what it is dan for me it's like i want to stay home because i have the option to stay home right not Not because i have to stay stay home home. right yeah takes away from it a little bit i still like feeling like i have free will Mm. sure sure yeah okay 
All right. Um, Eric, do you have anything? New York, Corey. What's that? Nothing. <laughs> do you have any podcast developments, Eric? Shocking podcast developments? New studio. Yeah. No, well, I am not in the studio currently. Um, we didn't even notice when we bought this house that the office doesn't have a light. Oh, okay. Really? Put a light in there. So you got to get a lamp? Yeah. So Does it at least get... have a switch? There is a switch in there. The, to turn on the, the the socket? I don't know. Don't know? Hopefully. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lamp in there, but it's it's like a side table lamp. It's not a... Oh, gotcha. Uh, so I am I am currently pulled up in the basement. Uh-huh. But yes, the... Charlottesville studio is up and running. Nice. Beautiful. Exciting. I guess okay. it's not technically Charlottesville. That was the old one. It's the Palmyra studio. Palmyra. I like that. Yep. Palmyra was an ancient city state. Mm. In the, I feel like it was in northeastern Africa, maybe. Okay. I thought you were going to say Greece for a second. I was like, man, the Greek theme for the episode tonight keeps coming up. Yeah. Now. All right. So what are we picking? I guess the COVID one. It is kind of surprising, right? I don't think so. No. No. As Uh, I said, I'm not likely to get it because I haven't freaking left the house in probably a year. How many... How many cases in the U.S.? Because we could do. Um, is is it less likely that one of four got infected, or more likely that one? I think four it's got still relative. I don't with three million maybe. Yeah. Is that one percent of 1%. the population? Yeah. I don't have any friends that I know who have gotten it. Uh, that, wait, that's not true. I have one. Yeah, I have one. Oh, I have a few friends actually, and and some some of my wife's family too. Mm. Mm. I know a few people, some that I have uh, worked with. Yeah, the one that I know that has gotten it, I work very closely with, actually. Really? Yep. Dang. Dang. Yeah. He's not, I mean, he's not sick. Yeah. All right. What do we think? Is not no COVID or that we haven't lost our, that we haven't lost our marbles because of COVID? No COVID. That's shocking no to me. COVID. No COVID. So we haven't lost our marbles. My oh. marbles are clearer than they've ever been, Dan. Oh. My, my sanity is hanging by a, by a thread. By a thread. <laughs> so maybe we should give it, we all kept our sanity for all of 2020. Yeah. Basically what we're saying is we don't have any anything great for this <laughs> award. <laughs> I... Maybe the Bills winning the AFC East. I, let's go. give it to that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm down That's a for good that. One. Especially, be, especially, yeah, and especially because like every year you do your your Bills preview. Yeah. Did I um, do that this year? I don't know if I did. To I us, you did. I don't think you did so. it on the show. No, not on show. Did, what did I tell you guys? Do you remember? I don't remember, but you were you were uh, close. Thirteen. I said three? twelve and four. I'm almost positive, and they are currently twelve and three. Okay. Yeah. Last year I predicted ten and six, and that's what they finished. Do they pl- they play Miami the last week? Yeah, but I don't think they're going to play the starters. Oh, uh, okay. Since they already won. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I just remember that like your numbers were a lot were 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 really close. Yeah. And to think right. they should have won that Cardinals game too. Unbelievable. I know. I know. All right, so the 2020 Thummy for most shocking podcast development is the Bills winning the AFC East. Yes, sir. Super Bowl contender. Fantastic. Also a really fun team to watch play football and too. We're gonna have to change that on February seventh. The title of that to Super Bowl. Super Bowl champions. That'll be next that'll be twenty twenty one, Thummy for most shocking podcast. That's a little in. Early. Eric, uh-huh. real quick, I was playing Madden twenty one against one of my friends. Uh-huh. I had the Bills. I won seventy seven to like thirty four. What I kept doing was I would stack or I would call a run play. Uh-huh. He would stack the box. I would call an audible to a pass play and then hot route digs for a streak downfield. He had like 300 receiving yards, <laughs> like five yeah, touchdowns. Patriots game. Yeah. That's what reminded me of that because it happened right before that Patriots game against them. And I was like, huh, I, I called that happening. I don't want to totally derail us here into football, but if I may just discuss yeah, go my for it. football league real quick. Mm-hmm. Made the championship for the first time I've ever for me in a in a football league. I was down by forty three points uh, before the Monday Night Football game, which is a lot for fantasy football. And I had Stefan Diggs and the Bills kicker. I needed forty three points, and I said to my buddy who was watching it with me, uh, I said, "I'm going to need at least three touchdowns from Stefan Diggs tonight if I'm going to win." Sure as shit, three touchdowns from my man. Yeah. 140 some yards, right? Dude. Eric. You should have seen us when he's got the third touchdown. Oh my god. Yes, Corey. Uh I fact checked. You yeah. said twelve and four. Yeah. Uh-huh. AFC East champs. I yeah. think conference championship is realistic. Not sure they can beat the Chiefs. I all true. Can you yeah. imagine though the Chiefs and the Bills and the and the oh. AFC conference championship? be amazing that's a game to watch not to get ahead of ourselves here but that would be a fun game to watch okay all right where were we foosball uh so final award 2020 game of the year this goes out this award goes out to the best game of 2020 will start with you so my runner-ups to it i have Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Immortals Phoenix Rising, and my winner was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Ori, I like it. Okay. Game of the year, huh? Yeah. Do you want my reasoning now, or do we want to wait? We'll wait. We'll wait till we're talking talking it out and 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 picking okay. the game. Uh, so my I had three that I picked, um, two probably obvious ones, Animal Crossing, Cyberpunk, and my game of the year for twenty twenty is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Despite not finishing it, the recency bias with Cyberpunk is is something I wrestled with. Um, but I think I think Assassin's Creed Valhalla would probably ultimately be my 2020 game of the year. So, Corey, go ahead. 
Just three for me that I thought were worthy. Uh, Ghosts of Tsushima being maybe my top one. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I also had Immortals, Phoenix Rising, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. All right. Eric, what do you got? Game of the year. Well, I'll tell you, was Skyrim released on anything this year? Yeah. Game Pass. I'm going to take <laughs> Skyrim as my winner. Game Pass. <laughs> Just recently too, right? Like last week or something. Yeah, it was. It was not that long ago. It really was. Yeah, deserving. Good pick, Eric. I like to throw Skyrim in the hat. <laughs> Game Pass edition. Yep. Huh. I almost played it. I downloaded it. <laughs> of course. I mean, every time it's released, like. Huh. There's never a bad time to revisit Skyrim. It's no, the best, it really it's the best most recent game. So is it the winner? I mean, considering uh, Littlewood won Best Indie, it might as well be. <laughs> Skyrim Special Edition on Game Pass. <laughs> no, no, no. It's got to be the Skyrim Very Special Edition on Alexa. Yeah, that was a thing, too. That was a thing. Is that like where you tell her what you want to do? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yep. I'll have to give that a try. People thought it was a joke, but it was real. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know, Dan. I like the Valhalla pick. I really do. I I know I came off as uh, a little bit negative with the game, but I did my best to um, clearly convey that it's not that I didn't like it. It's just the when when paired with Odyssey, um, it's just it just doesn't achieve for me what Odyssey achieved. But that said, one thing Valhalla does much better than Odyssey in my mind is the way it crafts the the storytelling, especially as it relates to the the side stories. Um, yeah. And I was just reading today that one of the reasons they implemented the settlement was so that you could have more of appreciation and recollection of the characters in the game, which I think was also an astute observation uh, from them for something that was missing from Odyssey is. And I think I talked about this when we did our uh, Valhalla episode, but I, part of the issue with me with Odyssey is that the characters were not memorable. Uh, but one of the main issues there is just the language difference and the, the how similar some of those names are. Is It's a lot more difficult to keep track of who's who in Odyssey um, yeah. than it is in Valhalla. But yeah, the storytelling side of things, I think Valhalla did a great job, uh, better than Odyssey, but not quite the game Odyssey was. Sure. I And I wrestled a lot with this, with, with my game of the year list, because... I ultimately think I will end up liking Cyberpunk 2077 better than Assassin's Creed Valhalla when all is said and done. Um, but I, I struggled with the recency bias with it. I think a lot of Cyberpunk's issue, too, is I really feel like its expectations got way, way, way too high uh, because of the CD Projekt Red name at- attached to it. Um, I mean, I think they did a great job with the the world and the characters and the voice acting. Um and the the inter- interesting side missions. I'm I'm what? I needed that argument when we were fighting over Supergiant. What's that? When I said CD Projekt Red is a renowned developer that put out hits. Yeah. Gets overhyped. Gosh. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think that that happened with this game because uh, The Witcher Three was such a like a transcendent open world game that I feel like a lot of people were expecting the same thing with Cyberpunk. It's it's not it's not transcendent. It's 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 to me like at least as far as the 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 story and characters go is is very very good um but the there's just not the the elements there to take it to the next level right uh and then animal crossing like i had i i kind of ragged on it a little bit like earlier in the year 
but it's a game like I keep going back to and I keep playing and I play it just about every day. Uh, play with my kids, play with my wife. So I at least felt like I should have that on my list in, in some capacity. Um, so we, we have had a lot of fun with it. Uh, so we'll I do have a, make a case for your game. Well, I have a question about cyberpunk actually, Yeah, because I know I'm going to love the game when I actually sit down and play it mm-hmm. is are we counting it at all for next year for anything? Because it came out mid-December this year, or is it just a casualty of just a bad release, and then that's that? I think... (laughs) I was going to say, considering that they're having the next-gen release next year, that it would be eligible. Um, Okay. It's a tough call, because you're right. It it, it did come out late, and I I honestly think that it it will end up being... Uh, my favorite game that came out this year, but as I said, the recency bias, I tr- I try to factor in, in uh, that you know when I'm when I'm calculating these awards and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough call. Yeah, because because I'm in the same boat as you. Like I know I'm gonna love it, and I know it's gonna be an awesome game. Uh, I'm just abstaining from playing it on PC right now until uh, all of the patches and everything, and it's like a okay to play. So I was wondering what you guys thought about uh, Cyberpunk for like next year. If- so I kind of like the it coming out on next gen consoles next year anyway. So yeah. count it. Um, but yeah, so the only game that I'm going to really talk about, I like Final Fantasy VII Remake a lot. I was considering it. I think the moments and the nostalgia in that game uh, do a great job. And I think uh, there, I rewatched some clips from that game still on YouTube, like when the plate falls for Sector Seven, or pretty much the Shinra headquarters all the way to the end. I think the storytelling is amazing. Music's amazing. Uh, what held it back is some of the fluff that they added to the game. I think if there was a little bit less fluff, uh, like Corey talked about, it might've won my game of the year. Uh, but I picked Ori and the Will of the Wisps. One of my biggest complaints for games this year, games are way too long. And that's a good thing. There's a lot of content in them, but like, my God, like games don't need to all be consistently well, over a hundred hours. <laughs> You know what? You're getting old. <laughs> so, like, when I was looking over my games that I beat, th- four of the games I eclipsed over 100 hours, and then, like, nine or ten were over 50. It's like, love those games, all great games, and I did a lot of the side stuff, but, like, that's just way too much. What I love about Ori is this is, like, a 10-hour experience. It's got the best art style of any game this year. I mean, if you look at it, Ori in the Blind Forest looked awesome. But Will of the Wisp takes that up another notch. It looks unreal. The art style, like I've showed friends this game um, and let friends play this game who haven't, like are into video games. They say it's one, Ori is adorable, two, best art style. And the music is just like captivates every moment really, really well. Uh, they added actual combat. It's like kind of borrowing from Hollow Knight a little bit, which is cool. So like now the worst part of the Blind Forest was trying to do the combat because there wasn't really any combat, but now they added combat, they added abilities, they added different ways and different weapons that you can use in combat. Um, The platforming is excellent. There's a lot of cool abilities. I think the bash ability is one of the cooler abilities for platforming. Um, That's where like there's an energy blast, like a shot and you can like jump into it and then like use that to shoot the energy blast somewhere else when use that trajectory to send you in another direction. Uh, like the escape sequences or the chase scenes are all just really well done. They added side quests too. Um, and there's not a ton of them. The ones that they do add are pretty high quality content. Like an example of one is uh, the Mokis, which are like the creatures of the forest that Ori is like working in. Um, 
one of the Mokis in this new area is like, oh, like I got to go find my family uh, and bring them to the new home that I built. So you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll go do that. And then you go to find them and like you go into the house and you find out they were all turned to stone. Uh, so you go back and tell that Moki and he's like, oh, my God, I have to go see them. And if you go back to that house, you see him petrified to stone, holding his family like in his arms that are stone. It's like like pulls at your heartstrings kind of stuff, too. Um, and it tells a really great story that I don't want to spoil because I think it would be I would be very disappointed if uh, none of you end up playing any of it to its completion because I think it's really worth the play. I just think it's the best game and like it's nothing against Final Fantasy 7 Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, Age of Calamity, I put 45 hours into Valhalla 110 Immortals Phoenix Rising is the second lowest in play time of 25. And um, that's also a part of the reason why I had that so highly because I mean, games are too long and I think Ori is the complete package in every way out of any game I had a lot of complaints about Valhalla I had zero from Will of the Wisps yeah that is fair uh, along the hour thing will too like I could have I could have beaten uh Cyberpunk I probably could have beaten Valhalla in the time that I played it mm-hmm. but I can't just walk by all the side missions and gigs yeah. Um, especially in games like Cyberpunk or Assassin's Creed Valhalla, because in a lot of cases, those spiral off into really interesting story missions, right? Mm-hmm. Not not main story, but side stories. Yeah. Um, a lot of the characters you meet uh, doing side missions in Cyberpunk lead to much greater threads and more interesting threads. So yeah. I, I can't I can't just skip over that stuff and just mainline the story. I'm the same way. So I, you know that's why i'm 100 hours into into um cyberpunk and i think i had 60 or 70 into valhalla so yeah so like dan like with age of calamity you bring up that map the amount of times that i've been like all right let me just clear up all of the not battle missions first yeah get those finished up and then jump into the main story mission that really brought and i loved the game i really did but I'm the same way. Like I like to do a lot of the side stuff and like Ori and the Will of the Wisps has a ton of side stuff, ton of collectibles. And that's still only like a 15 hour game. Right. And I still argue that it's better than any of these other games that do these longer games with a ton of side quests. Cause not all of them are high quality. Um, right. Yeah. Again, I just think it's the complete package this year. And I will admit probably part of it is it got so no pop on the game awards for anything and i could not believe that it got none and this is the game i've been talking about since march too it's been a game that i've been constantly championing to everybody um, and gotten a lot of people to play it and love it so yeah Corey, eric input i i think i I like the ori and the will of the wisps pick i think everything you said is accurate and i would agree with it am i the only other person that played it yeah i think so um, I also agree that it's a travesty that that game didn't get the attention it deserved. And my my thinking on whether it's worthy of Game of the Year is that I had the same reaction to Ori and the Will of the Wisps in the limited time that I played it that I did to Assassin's Creed Odyssey the year that that was eligible for the reward. Um, just a handful of hours in each game, but I really liked Odyssey, and I remember saying to Will that if I had played more of it, I think it would be higher on my list. And I feel the same way about Ori. Um, I think I just stopped playing because I was stuck on a puzzle of some sort, or it wasn't even it wasn't even part of the main game. It was just an extra thing I was trying to get, and I couldn't figure it out. And I just ended up 
not returning to it. I think that was the only reason, but mm. yeah, I would support that pick. Uh, not probably as much as I would support a Valhalla pick. Um, but yeah, it's definitely up there. So I will say I will, I am okay with Valhalla winning. Um, because that's kind of the, the common game between the three of us, and we all probably have it ranked in at least our top three. Uh, so I do get by a group vote, it would probably Valhalla, be Valhalla. But another knock against Valhalla, it was incredibly glitchy. Ori has no glitches. Granted, diff, completely different scale of game. Um, it's a lot easier probably to develop an artsy 2D platformer with some combat versus a open world RPG that's hundred and. 30 hours of gameplay and so like i don't dock valhalla that hard on having glitches but i will say like everything worked with ori right off the bat um i had a little bit of running issues on the original console but they patched that up within a week um i'm pretty sure they're adding 120 frame mode too for the xbox series x if you have a to run it yeah when Corey said that there's no games on the series x that are going to be pushing the performance ori is like one of the only games that's like trying to take advantage ironically it's ori Moon Studios and the No Man's Sky Hello's Games are the ones that's pushing the envelope yeah. for the Series X, which is insane to me. But whatever. Skyrim very special edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, All right, Eric. Yeah. What, are, what are what are your thoughts, Eric? What do you after hearing these two impassioned cases? What do you think? Hmm. I don't know. I think. Uh... Will is most passionate, but if you're going to go by continuity, it's definitely Valhalla. Now, we've gone outside of continuity before okay. in, in cases, yes. What did we pick? Uh, well, we picked the year we picked Celeste. Well, that yeah. was nobody's number one. It was, I think, maybe four people ranked it or third. Right, so that would have been a continuity pick more than that was because I refused to leave the studio. If Odyssey wasn't going to win that year, and you guys picked Red Dead, I wasn't leaving that studio. Good game, that Red Dead. Taking Red Dead, that was a fun. <laughs> <laughs> your uh, your protest must have worked, Will. Yeah, I think Eric was just like, well, "All right, well, like, what's next?" <laughs> Corey and I are more battle hardened this year. Let's revisit it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I, I I haven't played either of them, so it's very difficult for me to say. So really, it comes down to, do you want to take the game that one person is most passionate about or the game that all three of you can agree on? Yeah. Is... Well, I, just to throw the, some X factors into the mix here, I part of me wants Ori just because it didn't get the attention it deserved um that's probably not a good way to give an award out but this you know what this is our award show and we can do whatever the hell we want with it well and that's where i was going with it and it's like if i can give a middle finger to all the redditors who are outraged anytime something happens in gaming that they don't like um it would be yeah this would be my opportunity to to do that by giving it to ori and just say hey pay attention to this game you well i think you'd want to give it to last of us too if you were trying to do that wouldn't you that is true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think we go Last of Us Two route. <laughs> yeah, Eric's got a good point. Uh, Last of Us Two. <laughs> uh, you know what? I I'm oddly enough the one with the most Last of Us Two experience. Yeah, you are. Because I watched about half of it uh, on a let's, for a let's <laughs> on play YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm good with Valhalla. I'm good with Ori. Um, Ori does have that X factor of 
didn't get the attention it deserved. Go ahead, Will. I will say this. Uh, if you guys want to pick it because you think it would appease me, whatever. I'm also equally okay with Valhalla winning. Um, I kind of went into this accepting Valhalla was going to win anyway, uh, and I was okay with that to begin with. I mean, it was in my top five games of the year, so I think very highly of it. That, that says that Valhalla should win it. Yeah, because I don't want to like strong arm uh, Corey and Dan into being like, okay, we'll give it to Ori, you know? Yeah, I mean, of all the years, I would say this year I probably didn't have a clear-cut choice yeah. on what my game of the year was was going to be. So even though I picked Assassin's Creed Valhalla, that's not as strong as I felt uh, about other games in the past that we've we've had for game of like, the year. Uh, I've had for my personal game of the year. What was that? Like when Dragon Age won? Dragon Age, yeah. <laughs> Dragon Does Age. nobody... Not to throw another curveball, I'd look at the time and I'm like, holy shit. But... Um, has nobody made an argument for Ghost of Tsushima? Wasn't that on three lists? I didn't play it. So Oh, you didn't? It was on mine and yours, Corey. Uh, boy, Tito is going to be devastated. That's yeah, yeah, how our award show goes, man. Tito, you'll have to send us in your argument for Ghost of Tsushima because I'm pretty sure you said in a previous feedback that that was your game of the year. Yeah. Um, although I think he might have... He might have submitted his case in that feedback, so maybe we just need to go back and listen again. But um, I, yeah, I'm good with Valhalla. I, I, yeah, that does seem to be the consensus pick. All right, well, I'll give you one last chance if you wanna, if you wanna strong arm us into into Ori. It would be all in your guys' lists if you guys played it this year, and it would be. Three, v three on the Valhalla and Ori. You guys didn't play it. I don't know. The way she goes. Yeah. It is gonna bother me though when Corey plays it and goes, "Yeah, game's really good. I really love it." Like he did with <laughs> I did play it. I did play it. Not enough. You know well, I mean. you said it's only well, fifteen it, hours. I'm hearing you hated it. <laughs> you said it's only fifteen hours. I could have been halfway through it and not even realized there's an achievement that's beat the game in under four hours and some people have done it in like two wow yeah. well i'll tell you what will i will commit right here to playing i will play it to completion this year and it could win the 2021's 2020 game of the year there you go that would make me happy all right yeah. I'll uh I'll join I'll match Eric's commitment and All I right. will also beat it next year at some point. Uh, you know what I'll do that too. Because here's the thing, Will. Will's been uh, talking up Assassin's Creed Odyssey for years now, and I fi- <laughs> I I finally played it this year, and I freaking love it. And that's probably I mean I would say it's probably second third on my list of most played games this year. I probably I don't know if I have ninety something hours or hundred hours or hundred something like that. I've played it so. So I, two points real quick for old standby. I didn't even get into my list. I had Assassin's Creed series on there because I played so much of it this year. And also in 2018, when it was Red Dead versus Odyssey, would you guys have picked Odyssey over Red Dead? I put, I yes. Red Dead. I would have picked Odyssey. I would have picked Red Dead. better. Uh, yeah, I hate to call my, I hate to say that I'm wrong. <laughs> that I was wrong. 
So for that reason, I'm sticking with Red Dead. No, uh, I don't know. I'd really have to think about it because do I think I think Odyssey is the better overall game, but there's just something about Red Dead. And like Eric said, the setting has a lot to do with it. Oof. Like Red Dead. Yeah, I just think they, it's not. Yeah, it's really not worth arguing about. But I, I feel like they just nailed. I know that the pacing turned some people off. I thought it was perfect. It was. It, perfect. it was a, definitely a strength of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an experience versus a video game, and yeah, and it that, really like, added it's hard. Something. It's weird because I'm thinking about my new top ten list, and both of those games will be on it, and I think I'll have Odyssey above it, but I just still don't want to pick Odyssey for that year. I don't know why. Yeah, that's just something about it, man. I have to think about it. There's just an interesting question I wondered because you guys all did play Odyssey and liked it. So it was at this point where my computer froze, effectively ending the 2020 thummies. Eric, Corey, and Will went on for another, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds about Assassin's Creed Odyssey versus Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, Didn't ultimately come to a consensus, but we did decide that Assassin's Creed Odyssey was the Thumbstick Athlete's 2020 Game of the Year winner. So thank you everyone for listening to the 2020 Thummies episode of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast and ultimately being fans and listeners of our podcast. We'll most likely be back within the next week or week and a half with our 2021 games preview. So that'll do it for the 2020 Thummies episode of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and get out of my basement. One, two, three.